0: This
1: video is going viral, and it shows Justin Trudeau announce a new legislation in Canada that will freeze importing, buying, or selling handguns, effectively banning them, but all but banning them. Oh, if you have one, fine, but you can't get a new one, you can't bring a new one in, you can't make it, you can't sell it, you can't buy it, that's it. It is one of the most shocking moves I've seen. Now, we're not Canada. We're the United States, but the conversation is certainly happening here in the US where we've got people outright, prominent liberal personalities saying ban all guns. And then other liberals are saying like, nobody wants to ban all the guns. And I'm like, did you listen to what they just said? Joe Biden came out and said, no one should have a nine millimeter. If you're not familiar what that is, it's like a Glock. It's it's the handgun that cops use. It's, it's extremely common. It's probably one of the most common uh, handgun rounds. And it's small. And he called it high caliber and it'll blow out your lung. Nobody should have it.
2: Well, Here we go. Yeah, this, yeah if someone shoots you in the lung with a bullet; it's going to destroy your lung. Like, what is? But it?
1: blow it out of your body. Oh, yeah, that's what he would say. Well, that. that's
2: brilliant. Yeah, maybe
1: maybe some, <laughs> some weapons
2: expert Joe Biden. You let out two blasts. Yeah, he, <laughs> he let, yeah. his life.
1: So uh, we'll talk about that. We've got a kid in Florida, ten years old, was arrested for for making a joke to his uh, friend about buying rifles. And they published the kid's name and face, which is kind of shocking. What? We've got inflation is, is obviously the huge issue. So they can try and talk about guns all day and night. It's not really having a big impact. And I think we're going to have to talk about a couple things. We got Paramount Plus sponsoring a, a, a drag event where a child is dancing on stage for money from the audience. And then we've got the uh, Ethan Klein story where last week he called for uh, a terror attack against the NRA convention before quickly walking it back and telling people not to do it. He then went on to tell people to commit other acts of violence and then had to walk that, ba- that back. And I don't even know what we're allowed to explain because mm. YouTube might, like, explaining what he said to do, I don't know if we can do that. So we'll talk about all that. And I just want to shout out uh, Matt Walsh because I watched – I got an advanced screener of What is a Woman. It was so good. It was absolutely incredible. They did an amazing job editing that documentary. So uh, this is this is not like a paid spot or anything. I just I got to watch it and I was really impressed. I thought it was really good. It was shocking. It was funny, and that's gonna. They're they're putting that out on June first. So just as, as an aside, I'm, I I want to talk about it so bad, but I can't because it's not out yet. Anyway, we're to talk about related things though. Joining us, we have a, a couple of journalists. We have Cheryl Atkinson.
3: Hello. With Would a you, voice this time? That's Yay. right. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I um. I'm an independent journalist, formerly of CNN, CBS, PBS, you name it, local news, kind of on my own with a Sunday TV show we feed to 43 million households every Sunday now on various affiliates around the country. Awesome.
1: Right yeah. on. Reformed mainstream journalist.
3: I'm still the same. It's everybody else changed. Yeah. <laughs> I, agree. I agree.
1: We also have Carrie Sheffield.
4: Hey, everybody. Good to be back. Thanks for having me. I love that today's Memorial Day, and I'm by the flag. Thank you very much. Yes. And I want to say thank you to all our veterans and the men. And I want to say, I was talking about this with Lydia earlier, that real masculinity is not toxic. And it was real mm-hmm. men who stormed the beaches uh, and saved us in World War II. And uh, we owe them all a debt of gratitude. And uh, I work for Independent Women's Forum. We're a group that loves men. A women's group that <laughs> loves men. can mm-hmm. can see that. Um, and we're working on some issues, which I'll get into, uh, to preserve women's rights.
1: What is a man?
4: Hmm. An adult
1: male. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right then. It's
4: not that
3: complicated.
1: It's it's not, not. There you <laughs> go.
2: My name is Seamus Coughlin. I have been absent for about a week. I am. I'm back. I apologize for leaving. I hope you can all uh, accept that apology and welcome me back into your hearts because I've got some good news. They said no. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay. <gonna> to <laughs> no, Oh no, leaving. Too Seamus. bad. I'm imposing myself You're upon this family. In. <laughs> Very good news. We just launched. FreedomTunes.com. We officially have a website up. Um, The the public videos are still being hosted from YouTube, but we're working on moving that over. And we have a members-only section where for 5 bucks a month, you will get one new cartoon each week that the public doesn't get, only donors get. You will also get two behind-the-scenes videos, and you will be supporting the show without needing to use Patreon or or some other uh, platform controlled by big tech. And there's, like, five cartoons up there already and a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff if you guys want to go check that out, including uh, Tim and I doing some improv or actually that's going to be up in in two days
1: which one was that weird
2: the one where we like basically came up with I gave you the the really offensive one well, said improper? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. When I, I sent Tim a rough script for the Fauci cartoon we did with um, with the voicemails, and we improvised oh, right, a bunch right. of it. And it's really we, funny. We, That's going to be up in a couple days. We
1: improvised uh, Fauci as a casting director in
2: Los Angeles, but
1: Seamus said no. Him too I far. did not. Yes, no, <laughs> yeah, no, did, I, I didn't go with that <laughs> yeah, one. No. Interesting. But we
2: did go with, with yeah with, with Fauci blowing up the voicemail at the mainstream media. That was funny too, though. That was awesome. Thank
5: you,
6: thank you. And I am also here in the corner with these two lovely ladies. They're excited to hear what they have to say. Excited to hear about the, this women's um, bill that they're coming up with over at the Independent Women's Forum, and hopefully we can get into that this evening.
1: Absolutely. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, become a member. If you would like to support our work as a member, you'll get access to exclusive segments from the TimCast IRL podcast. Those go up Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. We will have one for you tonight and you'll also be supporting all of our journalists who are working on news around the clock and you'll be supporting our infrastructure as we seek to get away from big tech and silicon valley and we have more conversations, more developments happening behind the scenes. Of course, uh, I love to have those announcements, but uh, we got to we got to keep that stuff under wraps until everything gets done. So until then, support us if you'd like. Smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends and now let's read that first story. Probably one of the most shocking stories I've seen in a long time. I couldn't believe it when I saw this video. Trudeau announces national plan to freeze importing, buying or selling handguns. Now, what really freaked me out about this is the way that he actually reads it. Let me see if I I'm going to play this video for you guys. Listen We're to this. We're
2: introducing legislation to implement a Can we turn national that up? freeze on handgun ownership. What this means is that it will no longer be possible to buy sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada. In other words, we're capping the market for handguns.
1: I, I think that's enough. I don't want to listen anymore that man. Yeah, really. But the, 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 the whispery, <laughs> feathery way he's talking, we're capping handgun market. He sounds like a Bond villain. This is really creepy stuff. Seeing all these people post online about banning guns outright, then they come out and say, nobody's trying to ban your guns. They're literally trying to ban your guns. And uh, I think the important context here is that uh, I think we've seen from history what happens every single time guns get banned.
3: Well, I don't understand, yes, what one has to do with the other. I'm certainly interested in a rational discussion about what needs to be done after these tragedies. I think a lot of people are. But to jump ahead to something like, what does this have to do with Canada and banning guns? What does the tragedy in Texas have to do with that? Well, I don't
1: think it does. I think we're just seeing the the, the, uh, the scale at which this ideology wants to go. So in the United States, they they know they can't come out and say ban all the guns because nobody wants that. In, in uh, I'm sorry, in the United States, they know they can't say that. In Canada, they can just do it. I mean, do they want it in Canada? Is that is I it doubt different
3: it.
4: there?
1: I can't speak for Canadians. He got a lot of applause well, in, in the room. Well, he yeah. introduced
3: the bill.
4: so the, It was a bill. So we'll see right. what happens with the, the lawmakers. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just bizarre. I mean, it's but it's still nothing new under the sun. I mean, we've seen this from other regimes. And it is fascism when the government wants to take control of the firearms and take them away from the people. And, and what I find hypocritical is is people who were cheering, you know, the Ukrainians all arming themselves. And just saying this is a great thing, Uh, you know, good for them for arming themselves. You know, the hypocrisy.
1: They're posting videos of child soldiers in Ukraine praising them. And I'm just like, man, this got
5: dark real quick.
3: Wow. I mean, isn't Ukraine the exact reason why some people here say we should not be disarmed? The very thing that's happening to the Ukrainians, it could be argued, which is they taught right before the invasion of Russia. They were actually training the local citizens in how to use you know, their weapons in combat that they already had. Mm-hmm. It, it almost makes the case for the opposite of what they're arguing now. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, and not just Ukraine, the rioting that happened for months on end in this country that was praised by the left wing. They sit there and tell us that rioting is an acceptable response when politics doesn't go their way, basically. And then they turn around and tell you what, a couple weeks to months later, oh, you have no reason to own a firearm.
1: There was a, during the George Floyd riots, there's a guy in New York who called 911 because people were breaking into his apartment building and fighting and he said i need help the the dispatcher said sir let me send you a
4: therapist they (laughs) said the
1: city is under attack what would you have us do yeah good luck i mean these people vote for this stuff or they ignore and they let it happen and then when danger comes to knocking you ain't got no one to count on so we we saw here's the fascinating thing about all of the gun control stuff is that there are people currently arguing for gun control when we just saw the police in the Uvalde incident not go in, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. use their authority to stop the parents from going in who were armed. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. So these are, which yeah. is what
2: gun control is, by the way, allowing the criminals to have guns, but preventing people You're who right. want to protect that themselves ban, and their right. families from having yeah. guns. Yeah. And so uh, another take I saw from... Uh, a number of lefties was this proves that the ar-15 is too dangerous because he had one and so the police were too afraid to stop him firstly many of those officers had ars but secondly if the ar-15 is is too dangerous and terrifying for a police officer to go up against who's going to confiscate them how are you going to ban them <laughs> that's a great question
0: picture this you're driving on the open road taking in the beautiful views this country offers then out of nowhere you hear a noise and your car breaks down while still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com Carlson. I'm talking big money items, like your transmission engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash Carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash Carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson.
3: Well, that's the, the problem again with the Canadian proposal. You're taking care of something... That's not happened yet. You're not taking care of the stuff that they're complaining about now, which is the current ownership of guns
1: there. Can't but do you, anything you about know, that. You know what, though? Like, watching uh, these people, the, the, these liberals, try and ban guns, because I always say this, like, the leftists want guns. Karl Marx said to keep guns. The leftists typically want them. The funny thing about it is that they're so ignorant of guns, gun policy, gun mechanics, that they're actually losing. Now, they they, they win some things, like... Maryland has banned the M1A and it's like, for what reason? What does that accomplish? It's, it's, it's ridiculous. But 36 states have permitless open carry. 25 states have constitutional carry. Mm-hmm. Florida is soon to be the 26th state with constitutional carry. So while the liberals are screaming banning assault weapons, they can't define what assault weapon is. So nothing happens. And then on the right, they're enacting constitutional carry at the state level. And so now you have 36 states Permitless open carry. I mean, that's kind of crazy. We, we used to, if you look in the 80s, uh, there was no concealed carry. Now, almost every single state has, has to allow concealed carry. And 25 are constitutional, meaning you can just, if you live in the state, you don't need a permit at all. You can conceal if you, if you want. So they're losing. And, and no matter how many times we scream that you're ignorant of the laws, they don't pay attention, so let them let them ban the ridiculous nonsense and lose.
4: So here's what's uh, sick about it also when you're talking about the Soros funded prosecutors who are going and picking and choosing which laws they want to enforce. So you know in in Los Angeles or New York or St. Louis, you could theoretically have uh, you know one of their prosecutors choose to to enforce these gun laws um, but then let a let, you know a rapist walk free because we need restorative justice, and that's that's disgusting. You know, throwing the book at things that uh, you, you know, whatever political Marxist agenda you have, and then let's talk about what really
3: happens behind the scenes because I'm really big on the notion that I've had so many Democrats and Republicans that confess that what they do on Capitol Hill they often agree on behind the scenes, but just mm-hmm. not in front of everybody. And when I broke the Fast and Furious scandal about the government, in essence, gun-running guns to Mexico illegally before they admitted they were doing that, initially at CBS, it was a Democrat leader of a committee on the Senate side that contacted me that wanted to follow up on that story, as sometimes they do when they sense there's a big story coming. And Republicans also called me, and I shared public information that I had on the story, happy to make the story, get, get more information. They can issue subpoenas and interview people that I can't get on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Democrats quickly bowed out, and it was clear. It confused me at the time, but in retrospect, a decision had been made, and a staffer actually told me, a Democrat staffer in the Senate, that this was not a good issue for them because they couldn't figure out how it played with the gun control crowd wow. and the gun control issue. And that they had a lot of constituents that support guns, and they and I said, "Aren't some issues just this?" To me, wasn't a gun control issue. This was the government corruption and all kinds of stuff. I said, "Aren't some issues bigger than that debate?"
4: But it was also covering for Obama too. That was part of it too. Well, but the staffer's staffers
3: answer was, "You'd like to think so." When I said, "Aren't some issues bigger than that than Mm politics?" Well, so, so so
1: break down the Fast and the Furious scandal for those that aren't familiar.
3: Well, this was the government got caught through a whistleblower with ATF. I think it was unprecedented that a sitting federal agent came forward and spoke to me on camera about it. They had been knowingly selling uh, guns, putting them in the hands of the Mexican drug cartels. And it was misreported and is still frequently misreported today that there was sort of a sting operation, that they were trying to track the guns to the bad cartel guys and lost track of them. They didn't attempt to track most Hmm. of the guns. That was the problem. And they were, in essence, arming the Sinaloa cartel down in Mexico, which isn't really a stretch to the imagination looking back, that we often take sides when there are warring factions in countries, and we were choosing the Sinaloa cartel apparently over the Zeta cartel, which were affiliated with terrorists and we perceived as worse. But regardless, the government was using this issue of guns showing up in Mexico not telling anybody we were moving them there and saying, look, we need gun control here in the United States mm. because we're wow. selling guns and they're ending up in Mexico, mm-hmm. knowing all along that they were putting them there. And this was Obama. Yeah, under Obama. And, you know, a lot those guns killed a lot of people, including a Border Patrol agent. That's why an agent yeah. stepped forward because wow. he had said, and some of the gun shops that knew this was happening, that ATF was allowing it to happen, were saying, this is going to come back and shoot a federal agent. Someone's going to get killed with one of these guns, and quite a few people got killed with those guns. So to so
4: recap, they would rather f- arm uh, Mexican cartels who will kill U.S. Uh, ATF uh, agents while take away the guns of law-abiding Americans.
2: Mm-hmm. They'd rather arm the Taliban.
4: Yeah. Yeah. They'd so rather so. arm yeah. uh, right, the true.
2: Mujahideen, right? They'd what rather arm What was it, $8 billion dollars of equipment? Yeah, yeah I- exactly. I mean, our government has this very interesting habit of funding and arming groups that end up killing Americans.
6: Hmm. Sus.
1: How did you find out it was a whistleblower who came forward?
3: This To this day, I don't know who tipped me off. I got a one-paragraph tip in the mail, a letter that said, Senator Grassley is looking into this, and it briefly described something that sounded plausible. but so many of my stories start out that way. And I called Senator Grassley's office. I knew he had a whistleblower. And Grassley's office at the time would not cooperate with me for various reasons. And I identified the whistleblower. His his girlfriend at the time called me because I did sort of a generic story with what I knew because that will stir the pot and bring out other sources sometimes. She called me out of the blue, and, and I wrote down the number it came in on at CBS. And she said, my boyfriend is a source on this, and he may want to talk to you, but not today. And he never called back. She said he might call in the next day or two. And I'd written down the number, and I called back two days later when I really needed that next story and knew there was something serious going on. And I said, I think I know who he is. And I had done enough poking around of who the teams were that were working on these issues in Arizona and so on. And um, he got on the phone with me, and I said, I know you're probably John Dotson. And he said, whoa, you know, and it was. And it took a lot of doing to convince him to go on camera as a sitting federal agent. He's been made to pay ever since. Now, they didn't fire him because... Members of Congress stepped in, primarily Grassley's office, every time he got threatened. But he's been held out as, as a dog when he should be the hero that everybody emulates to blow the whistle when bad stuff mm. and murder, you know, may be happening as a result of things the government has done. But instead, they've been he's been treated just horribly. And that's that's the lesson that was sent out to other federal agents that might blow the whistle.
1: A good journalist should be a conspiracy theorist to a certain degree.
3: You have to be because you learn – that mo- for me, anyway, most of what I hear will not turn out to be true, and I try to disprove it on its face. so when I hear that the fast and furious tips, I start going about trying to disprove the story, and when I can't, then I start seeing if I can prove it so mm. you, you know, but you do have to believe I, my my funny story is my husband's former law enforcement he's a lawyer, and I would come home and tell him about a tip I got or a story I 'm working on over the years, and he would always go. That's just crazy. That can't be true. And he said that about <laughs> Fast and Furious. And I said, them, huh? you know, we always
4: say that. And then sometimes they are.
3: You know, Well, I,
4: what I think is also very upsetting is the weapons flowing from the other direction. So a lot of the illegal firearms coming up from Mexico, but because the left doesn't want to shut down our border. Those are coming and circulating in our inner cities, especially, uh, you know, for for, you know, white liberals who say, say they care about our inner cities and, you know, violence for black Americans and in, in predominantly minority neighborhoods. But it's like but they will not close down the border. You know, and to me, that's that's white supremacy. Right. You don't care about black lives. When, hey. when black lives are being killed by illegal firearms from Mexico, Where where are the protests? I never hear about this.
1: I don't think it's it's it sh- should be shocking to anybody that the people who advocate for s- slowing population growth are in favor of things that inhibit population growth. They're in favor of children being sterilized. They're in favor of abortion, and they're in favor of destroying economies which stagnate growth.
3: Well, as you know, again, as a journalist, you like to poo-poo stuff, and, and me in the early part of my career, in particular, and then so many of the things turn out to be true. And I think of the some someone's something somebody tweeted not long ago that became my favorite tweet, which said, I have to find some new conspiracy theories because all my old ones came true. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah.
2: No, it's repeatedly happened with respect to, I mean, many things surrounding COVID-19. The lab leak hypothesis is one I bring up pretty frequently, but it's also insane that it was so straightforward and clear as an explanation that it leaked from a laboratory because the disease was first discovered near that laboratory, near a a virology institute. They're like, no, it came from a bat. And you're <laughs> a actually... A thousand cr- miles away. I a know. thousand miles away. And you're the crazy right, one if no. you don't believe that.
1: Gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Here's what Trudeau said. He said, other than using firearms for sport shooting and for hunting, there is no reason anyone in Canada should need guns in their everyday lives. Well, wow. That's amazing.
3: Hmm. What's the Canadian Constitution say about guns, if anything? I don't think knows. it does. Not enough.
1: Yeah, probably nothing. But, you know, Canada, man, oof. You know, that's they vote for it. Mm. I think I think we're we're lucky in a lot of ways that Canada is is doing what they're doing, so that we can see, we get to watch all the stuff that's going on in that country. Well, we I'm get,
4: just excited to see what the truckers are going to do next. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. Is a, we'll see if this even makes it through because it is just a bill, but.
2: Well, I thought also I thought his country was just taken over by a bunch of like supposedly fascist truckers who were like honking their horns in the name of white supremacy or something. And he's like, there's no reason anyone would need to protect themselves in this country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's a great both point. of those things don't fit together. <laughs> yeah. Now, obviously, it's, it's because he knows that the truckers were were not actually dangerous with respect to like the physical health and safety of his citizens the way they wanted to make it sound. They were just dangerous to the social order he was seeking to establish. I can, I can and so is owning about. a firearm.
1: You know, I, I want to bring up the story uh, about Ethan Klein. Oh, yeah. Ethan Klein is a podcaster, he's particularly prominent, and uh, he recently called for a terror attack against the NRA, and it's funny, Ethan Klein has been calling for, you know, gun restrictions, gun control, but he's just, on his own podcast, exemplified exactly why people probably need guns for self-defense. On his show last week, YouTuber Ethan Klein calls for bombing of NRA conference, Klein prefaced his calls for violence by promoting sales of his new shirts, yeah. which read "End Gun Violence." So uh, he immediately walks it back. He's—I I don't want to play it because I think YouTube doesn't—it doesn't, doesn't allow this stuff even in, in this context. There's a few things I want to point out about this. Uh, allies, you know, liberals in the media are saying Ethan Klein was joking about doing it. His wife says, "I feel hopeless. Like there's nothing we can do." I'm paraphrasing. Then he says, "Does anyone know what's going on at that NRA conference?" Calls for extreme violence against it. His wife then says, mm-hmm. And that's what... Re- the mm-hmm is what really got me. I'm like, yo! He just said to... Told your audience of millions of people to commit a terror attack. And you were just like, mm-hmm. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no. His producer apparently said something and then he immediately walks it back like, okay, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Apparently during the show as well, he told people to fire guns into the air. What? And then when he was also told like, no, don't do that, the bolts come back down. He said... Okay, well, blanks. Just fire blanks. He called for, uh, sticking a, a, a piece of wood into the, into the Texas governor's wheelchair to cause him physical injury, I guess. The video ends up get, get, getting taken down. He's been suspended from YouTube for a week. And his immediate reaction was to say, you know, he doesn't believe in violence, but Republicans are the party of dead children, and that now they're harassing him and sending them death threats, and they're anti-Semites. So, it's, it's mind-numbing. You know, that this is the, the current state of politics. I genuinely, I, I seriously, I, I wonder why it is people would be entertained or like that they would like that idea. I, I don't know who would watch a show like that and be like, "Yes, that's a, that's a good thing," and I will defend that.
3: There's a lot of people, apparently. You know, right. isn't this, this the story of the past six years? The one side telling the other what they shouldn't do, but at the same time advocating for much the same themselves. It just doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense. But there's an audience for it, apparently. Well, yeah, I, I, no. I, I,
4: Kat- Kathy Griffin with the Trump head, severed head. Yeah. Uh, Madonna she's, saying she's she wants to blow up the White House. Snoop Dog uh, shooting.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Commented
1: kids wood chipper.
5: Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah exactly. oh, I got. I got to say, well, people, yeah, people like this can make threats towards anyone whose political views are unpopular, and that's considered completely socially acceptable. Which is kind of one of the reasons you need to arm yourself.
1: Well, right. So my response now is, if anyone ever says, "Why would anyone in this country need a gun?" I would say, uh, because a popular liberal YouTuber called for a terror attack on a, con- on a on a convention because a guy who worked for Disney called for throwing children into a wood chipper because yep. a comedian who does CNN's New Year's. Showed herself a mock uh, holding up the severed head of the president. You know, I can go on, but as long as they want to say stuff like that, I'm, I'm, I'm going to exercise my right to keep mayor arms. Look, I've been, I've been, we've, we've gotten death threats. We've gotten swatted eight or so times. We've had the bomb squad come out here. Yeah. Uh, these people are not doing themselves any justice by saying there's no reason to have guns when they are, you know, advocating for or calling for violence. And then you see the George Floyd riots. And then as I'll say that, I'll be like, well, um, why would people need guns? Because um, in 2020, we saw the worst race riots we've seen in the past 50 years with over $2 billion in in, in uh, tract damage. Probably more damage than that, but the insurance companies only paid up to that much. You saw around 26 to 30 or so dead people from those riots. So I kind of think the left has absol- absolutely done everything in their power to make sure we truly understand why we need guns.
2: Well, uh, yeah, they call for insurrection and threaten to riot every single time something doesn't go their way. But we remember what happened also during the riots.
3: When the police were called, they wouldn't go into some areas. You were left to your own devices. Mm -hmm. There were business owners that thought, all I want to do is kind of guard my storefront and I'll call the police if there's an attack, and they did so, and the police couldn't or wouldn't come in there, so... Yeah, that and seemed then, to prove the point. And then you
4: have David Dorn, who was mm-hmm. murdered, uh, trying to protect. You know, he was an off, a retired cop, and tried to protect his friend's pawn shop during those riots, and he was murdered. You know, and so. And I think what's also upsetting is the uh, the exact opposite with Trump and January 6th, and in his language, it was the n- not even remotely anything like what this Klein guy is saying. Um, he was saying very. Normal things that politicians say when they're upset about elections and, and uh, using the same sort of language. And then he also said, I think it was up to, you know, at least 10,000 National Guard troops I want there. And it was Nancy Pelosi who turned them down. So everything is, uh, you know, twisted, exactly the opposite.
1: You know, that, you know what I was thinking when I was seeing the story about uh, Ethan and Atri podcast is that he got started by doing edgy comedy on Reddit and YouTube. No political background, not well-versed in politics. But because politics has become pop culture, he's adopted politics. So now he's getting more political because this is what people care about. I mean the market dictates. For me, it's kind of the other direction. I started with political activism, working at nonprofits, and then moved into media. So I think for me, it's like I come from a place where I've lived it. I've experienced it. I've been reading about it. I've been actually advocating for policy back You know, when I used to do the nonprofit stuff. And now here I am in media talking about all this and there's a large conversation uh, Ethan Klein's podcast has comparable viewership to our podcast and so he's got millions of followers who watch this but they're getting a pop culture perspective on political issues with with limited knowledge and very short uh, uh relative knowledge so you know we we've had some of these leftists on the show they're like I was too young during Joe ba- I, I don't remember Obama I was 12 hmm. you know it's like 22 now I have no idea what happened and so, you know, for, for many of us, especially the you know people who watch in the key demo, oh, we, we remember what it was like under Obama, under Biden. We remember the, the killing of the Amer- Americans uh, without charge or trial, the killing of American children, the, the drone strikes on civilians. We remember the corrupt dealings. Many of these people have no idea. So you'll get someone like Ethan Klein, I think he's like a year older than me, doing a show where all of a sudden he's in politics. It would be akin to me one day saying, we're a football podcast now because people like football and we're going to talk about football. Yeah, we retain viewership. We'd slowly start building up that audience, but I have no idea anything about football.
3: Well, it's scary to realize, as I do, I'm probably older than the oldest person in this room, that there are people that don't remember 10 years ago. If people mm-hmm. started watching the news, and there's obviously a whole generation of kids that wasn't watching news until 2016 and post, which is, I think, when there was one of the biggest, fastest transformations of what we see as news with all the fake fact checks and so on and the bias... Um, that 's all they know that 's what they think the news does. The news tells mm-hmm. you what to think. The news tells you who 's right and wrong you know gives gives their opinion and tries to force that down your throat and the news censors so that you don 't think the wrong thing
2: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and, and just when you look at how bold they 're getting and how just emboldened people who are on the side of the establishment feel to you know spew this kind of violent rhetoric, could you even imagine a mainstream celebrity? Or YouTube celebrity who just began to comment on political issues from a conservative perspective said that people should bomb some left-wing organization said that they should do that like the ACLU or a Planned Parenthood conference or, or something like that I mean first of all It would be a story ever that everyone was talking about, but it would also be used as an excuse to censor every single other conservative in this sphere. Because they would say, well, this one guy was a radical lunatic, and so that means we need to censor everyone else who's ever associated with them or is near them because we're just going to get more of this unless we really stomp down on it quickly. But he can say something as horrific is this which is literally a direct incitement to terrorism and it's, it's totally acceptable he goes well i'm sorry i'm sorry guys and then it just goes away
1: I don't, he, I don't think he said he was sorry at all actually wow
2: okay fantastic
1: i think he said i got a little passionate there yep. i should walk that back and then later came out and said it was a joke and i'm like dude you weren't joking and your wife agreed with you when you said it it was only after your producer or somebody you like he looks over at him and then says okay okay i'll walk that one back got a little passionate there and then he called for other things like firing guns into the air, which is what? lethal. It, like, it's extre- extremely
0: dangerous. It don't,
3: don't blanks also kill you if they fall? Well, blanks well, don't
0: reject anything. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC, and stream on Hulu. Well, if
1: but you put it, a blank yeah, up to someone's a, head, yeah, you can't. Yeah, 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 he, he was saying fire into the air. There's, there's nothing that comes out. It's just oh. a blast. But I mean, but you
4: know, a crazies would hear that and in, and take it a step too far. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's incitement. But it's just
1: if anyone on the right. Or anyone anti establishment said that their channel would be removed immediately. Permanently? He got permanently. Yeah. And, not they, for a they, week. and they would get banned across the board from every other platform.
4: Yeah, has he been banned elsewhere? He's been banned Donald, on uh, Facebook uh, or Instagram?
1: Al- no, I don't know about that. He's he suspended for a week. Can I ask you something? From, from just
4: YouTube or anything? Yeah, else? just
1: YouTube. Just, just one so none week of suspension. the other ones. No, no, no. Just, no. A, just a one week suspension. Yep. Alex Jones said mm-hmm. something of. <laughs> yep. I'm going to say it. You know, he, he said <laughs> to <laughs> people. <laughs> to what? He said, get your battle rifles ready because blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. And he was
2: saying that it was figurative. They didn't care. They said, you're gone. Also, yeah, which is a much more reasonable explanation, right? There is no figurative version of go bomb these people at this time. Yeah. Someone should go bomb this group. That's not figurative. That is a clear-cut literal statement. You can't fall back. And it was just a joke, guys. Alex Jones you know gets banned love? from everything Ethan mm-hmm. Klein does it. Of course.
1: Mm-hmm. Here's another thing that they do on the uh, these, these leftists will say will call for violence and then they'll say in Minecraft, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like,
6: oh please.
1: <laughs> that that doesn't work legally, but apparently it does because they're not getting raided by the feds. They're mm-hmm. not getting suspended. They will say things like people need to take up their guns and go attack this group in a video game.
2: And then and and they're like, it. oh, well, we can't ban it. When when the news cycle changes to being outraged about like a phony insurrection, they're going to get up on their high horse about how insurrection is horrible, even though they're constantly calling for violence.
3: There was that mom that spoke at one of these school board meetings where the parents have been around the country kind of irate about all the things going you on. You mean the domestic terrorist? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. And she said something like, I'm coming here Monday fully armed if you... If you make the kids wear masks, whatever it was, we're we're not having it anymore. And they arrested her for that. And she said she was being figurative. She meant armed to – she said something that she said, we mean to unseat you. Right. I didn't mean I was going to come and Mm. hurt anybody. But, yeah, they arrested her Wait, so they arrested her, her but they
4: didn't arrest Klein. Because he's calling for physical harm also on – Actually called for
3: physical harm.
4: On the governor.
1: Well –
3: Yeah. He didn't mean it real fast. I got to –
1: He was joking. Do you guys remember uh, Boogie – he fired a gun into the air. Oh yeah! Do you guys know the story? He's a YouTuber, and some no. guy showed up his no, house, I don't. and he pulled out a twenty two and he like raised it up and fired. He got charged for that. I'm pretty sure he got arrested and charged. That sounds great. So right, yeah. my my point here is, um, what what? He walked it back right away and said he got a little passionate. I don't know if that's an affirmative defense for a direct incitement to terror. To be to be honest, like I don't know if you can call for something like that on a show to millions of people, and then went walking it back.
3: If people say they still heard it and that still, you know, yeah, told yeah. them what you thought. Yeah. yeah so I, I don't. I, well, I, I, I was going to do a, it. I'm
1: not a lawyer, but I'm wondering Wait. if when you get arrested for terroristic threats, if you said, I immediately said no.
3: It probably mitigates
2: it, but I'm not sure to raise. Yeah, it yeah. I, I think yeah. the
1: response from the DA would be, "So you confess?"
2: Well, yeah. Well, and also, is if some maniac in his fan base who would commit an act of violence is going to go, "Oh, he said he got too passionate. I'm not going to do it now."
1: Right. I got to be honest though, I don't. I don't really care all that much in the sense that I don't expect him to face any repercussions from this. I'm surprised he got suspended.
5: Hmm.
1: It, it took like a day or two before he actually had any adverse reaction from YouTube, which was surprising. He he, he made multiple calls for th- threats of assault or violence. What people need to understand about assault is that depending on your jurisdiction, assault doesn't mean physically attacking someone.
3: It's verbal. It can be verbal.
1: Or it can be an action. So right. in Illinois, assault is putting someone within re- uh, within reasonable fear of harm. So when he called on people to fire blanks, he's calling for people to assault the home of the governor, depending on the jurisdictional context. I'm not sure Texas has that. In New York, assault is causing actual physical harm. That means that if someone grabs you but doesn't cause any visible bruise, the cops are going to be like, no assault occurred, hmm. which, is, which is weird. So it, it depends hmm. on jurisdiction. But I, when I say I don't care, nothing's going to happen. I mean, I'm surprised it did. And this is – we know. We know they did it years ago with the riots. We know they did it in 2017 with the riots in D.C. We know they get away with it. We know that uh, D.C. actually paid Antifa millions of dollars in a lawsuit or, or or have to pay. After their charges were dismissed, the Antifa people filed a lawsuit and won against the city. So not only do they continue to do this, they continue to escalate it. Yeah, I, I accept that as a reality. What, what What more can you expect? Do you think the
3: suspension sort of going off a little turn here? That you didn't expect on YouTube. Does that have anything to do with the Elon effect? Is there, are there token steps being made in some instances now because everybody recognizes that when things aren't fair and they're very one sided, someone like Elon mm. could come in and do something? No,
1: he couldn't buy YouTube. And the fact that H3 wasn't terminated immediately for this shows the bias. Mm-hmm. Alex Jones got wiped out across the board on every platform all around the exact same time. Mm-hmm. And it was for nebulous reasons.
3: But if YouTube hadn't suspended this guy for a week, would anybody have raised Kane other than no. people they don't
2: care about? Yeah, well, yeah, no, 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 no. well It covers them, right? And it allows them to say, oh, no, we did take action against him. Of course, this we was, suspended him.
1: The whole, so, so the issue here is what he said was so far beyond what they could ever try to defend. I mean, saying someone should... Bomb, you know, a building or whatever was so far beyond anything they could argue was allowed. They had no choice. And all they did was give him a single strike. But it's like they called it bullying and harassment. That's what they did. They said the video's been removed for bullying and harassment. I'm like, wow, calling on incitement. your millions of people yeah. incitement to a terror attack.
5: Yeah. I know, I know, terror.
1: I know he walked it back after he got called out. Doesn't matter. But ser- seriously, we've not been extended that courtesy. When we had Alex Jones on the show, he made a comment about the death penalty.
5: Mm-hmm. And I
1: immediately called him out and said, dude, none of that. You can't say that. And YouTube said, we don't care. And I was like, not only was it not me, we said no to it. And they were like, so what? And we got, uh, uh, we got a warning because we don't have uh, – we didn't have – that was our first warning. So for Ethan, I guess, he's he's already had his warning. So now you, you get one warning and then you move on a strike. So for us, we didn't get taken down.
4: Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think what you said, just going back a little bit, what you said about him switching from being entertainment into something he should not be dabbling in, I think that that is also just kind of generally a broader cultural problem we have with, I mean, just our, our education system because, you know, the university system and, and now the K through 12, it's like, in in their view, they're they're doing the rules for radicals. So for them, you know, using uh, this type of aggression or using uh, language that is incitement for them, that, that is actually normalized. And that's that's that the culture is such that uh, when a when a conservative it, it doesn't even get remotely close to that, uh, they can't handle it because everything is- the default setting is to be so hard left. Because of our education system and culture and and Hollywood and media, so that it, it's just a it's all it's like the soup, it the, the crock pot. It's it's that's what we that's what we soak in.
3: Carrie, you reminded me that a few years ago, I thought it was a joke. A lot of these things that I hear and I think is a joke, and then becomes true. One of them was there were college campus authorities as well as students who were saying that if you say certain things to people, it's akin to violence. Hmm. And there was actually a case where a teacher uh, at a California college went to court and argued that these anti-abortion signs that kids were holding up on campus were akin to violence against her. She lost the case. But I thought the claim was sort of a joke. So at the same time, some people on that side are claiming mere language or mere signs, you know, protected free speech and language is akin to violence – By the same token, when that is committed by somebody on that side, it is then viewed quite differently.
1: This is why I said I don't care. Because I think if you haven't realized by now the asymmetrical cultural warfare that's been going on, I don't know what's telling you. I'm just – I don't think I can keep saying it every time something like this happens. (laughs) Like, there's a double standard. What's happening? It's like, that was – Three and a half years ago, I was talking about, you know, the double standard we're saying "Nah." The, the, I mean, the, I think
4: it was far more pronounced in the 60s, basically. The, that's when I think the root of a lot of this started. So, I mean, now, it goes back years. all
1: the way. It, it, it You can trace the, 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 the conflict today all the way back. I mean, literally all the way back. But in terms back. of, like, mm-hmm.
4: the erosion of norms of just how... Uh, uh, things that happened in the 60s in terms of normalizing, uh, the breakdown of the family, normalizing the, uh, the hatred of men and, you know, toxic masculinity and, uh, weaponizing race. Like that, that really, I think, had the genesis most powerfully in the 60s.
1: And now here we are. One of the common themes we see with a lot of these, uh, mass shootings is fatherlessness. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Family's broken.
3: One thing you don't hear and, some years ago, I tried to look into this, didn't get very far, but it used to be as soon as there was a mass shooting, there was a rational discussion or a reasonable question that was asked as to what medicine the kids were on, because some of these antidepressants and antipsychotic medicines can exacerbate the feelings of violence in some. So some are apparently helped. Sometimes, as it says on the warning label, people become more suicidal and more violent. All of a sudden, I would say around the 2005 time period, coinciding with the pharmaceutical industry getting greater control in my view over the media and practically everything else that question is no longer asked mm-hmm. and it used to be again that's the natural thing you would ask not that that's the only thing to blame but you certainly want to know it's not even asked by the media now like people don't say was the kid being treated and what medicine was he on and just like that's not a question anymore and i yeah or do you have I, a
4: father in the home
3: and well, in that in too case, but i would bet money that dad. these things are you know i would bet money that I'd be willing to bet money the kid has been on medication. Yeah, for
6: sure. And I want to say one thing before we move on because I sense that we're about to. Uh, for Hyla to sit there while Ethan says this and just go, mm-hmm. I view that as a failure of being a wife. You should call your husband on his BS right there right then especially if he has a huge show that he's trying to make a difference to people which I assume Ethan is trying to do. But I just want to point that out because that I see that as a cultural failing because it seems like women no longer recognize that they are supposed to be the check to their man and be like, "You know what? Maybe you shouldn't act." That I don't way.
1: think Ethan is trying to do anything. I don't think he knows How anything. How gendered
6: of you. I know, mm-hmm. terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> I
1: I I when uh, Steven Crowder wanted to have a conversation with Ethan Klein. Oh yeah, that's bad. Ethan brought in Sam Cedar instead ambushing Crowder, who was like, okay, whatever, fine, bye. Even Klein says he doesn't know anything about politics. So it's his words. He's correct. But there's there's something that's fascinating that's happened as politics has become pop culture. I think the um, I don't know the establishment class, the Uniparty, the Democrats, Pelosi type, they were so desperate to defeat Donald Trump they did everything in their power to make politics pop culture, and now they will regret it. They You, you, you do not want people who have no idea what they're talking about, to be violently angry over these things. It's like all that energy you see when there's a baseball game lost or won, people riot throughout the city or whatever, turn that into a political issue. It's going to, nah. you know, you don't want that. Uh, When I was younger, I used to say I wish people cared more about politics. And then I started to understand Mm. the average person has no interest in actually understanding it. They just want to fit in. And then I'm like, okay, I want the people who care about this stuff and want to help make the world a better place care about it. I, I do wish everybody really did care about it, in the sense that they would read and understand it. What we got now is people like Ethan Klein, who has no idea what he's talking about, calls for gun control and violence against people who have guns, and it's kind of like you're advocating for guns, mm-hmm. you're, you're giving people the reason to need them, but he doesn't care. I don't, I, you know, when I think about this idea of the grifter in the political space. They say, like, so-and-so is a grifter or whatever. It's like, let me let me tell you. If someone is, there, is career-wise, like, their whole life was politics, journalism, and news, and they talk about those issues, I probably wouldn't call them a grifter unless they did specific things. Like, Ethan Klein being a, a comedy podcast jumping into politics, I'm like, yo, that is definition <laughs> grifting. He was like, hey, this edgy comedy is no longer good. What do I do? Let's start a podcast. He interviews Jordan Peterson. Well, Jordan Peterson is getting popular. Then, uh-oh, it's not popular with the left. So he's then, he, he takes the episodes down and says, oh, I shouldn't yeah. have interviewed Jordan Peterson. He's just doing whatever he has to do to maintain a product for people. And there you go. Yeah. I,
2: well, oh, no. Did you want to? You know that kind of thinking, that kind of behavior. It's a you know a problem of just the total value of virtue, a breakdown of the family. But also, I I don't know his specific case, but you look at the way the media you know and sort of instructs people to behave, and you also look at the way the educational system here. And I have no idea where he was educated, but speaking more broadly about our culture as a whole, I believe it was Thomas Sowell who made the observation that kids in school are taught it's very important to care about making a difference. They're not really taught that it's very important. To know all that much about mm-hmm. the thing you're trying to make a difference within. And it's very interesting that that's sort of our, our cultural ethos. I'm going to make a difference. Okay. Well, what kind of difference? You know, like Getting just informed, because you made something yeah. different doesn't mean you made it better. If you it. didn't know what you were doing, you probably made it worse. But people aren't encouraged to do any of the real work that it takes to become informed about something before commenting on it or before. Um, you know, trying to make some kind of differences. And how activist, about learn math? Or you learn well, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, that's what kids in school should be doing. But then, outside of that, when people go into the world and they say they want to be an activist, I think there's a fantastic example of this in uh, Matt Walsh's film. I haven't seen it yet, but even just in the the preview where he asks these women at a women's march, "What is a woman?" and they can't give him an answer. That is. The, how can you be at the Women's March and not be able to give an answer to the question, what is a woman? Can you imagine if you went to like a gun rights march or something and <laughs> asked what is a gun and the person couldn't give you a definition? It's ludicrous. Let me, let me,
1: I want to point something else out this is, this is Someone, I saw this in the super chat, this is uh, Storm Viking who mentioned this. Trump spoke at the NRA event. Yeah. Ethan Klein called for terror against an event that had the former president at it with Secret Service details. So this is, I mean, it, it's crazy. This is the state we're in.
3: It's okay because it was... A- Against Trump, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say the.
1: I'm going to. So, get, guys, get ready to drink because I'm going to say those two magic words: oh, Civil War. Snap. Here's here, here's here's what I see. Um, is, I think most people who have watched the show have probably heard me make this point, but again, I, I I some people are like I've heard this before, Tim. Not everybody's heard it. Boomers are mostly unified in their politics. There's little division among boomers. They do have their wedge issues. Gen Xers are similar, but millennials are so divided that you can have someone like Ethan Klein call for active terror. How does that even happen? like I can't imagine growing up someone accidentally calling for a terror attack against a former an event with the yeah. former president speaking at it i mean that sounds absurd to me but we're at the point now where let's just say he got too passionate that's what he said and it slipped out. What's the next generation going to be like if Ethan has no reason to try and to to, to apologize for this and he he basically didn't. He just said, I got a little passionate. And then he said, Republicans are the party of dead children, further inflaming tribal tensions. Mm. Instead of just saying, yeah, I I should not have said that. I'm so sorry, guys. We got to tone things down. No, he actually escalated the rhetoric against Republicans. If that's the direction things are going, you take a look at how the parallel economies have emerged. This is something that I warned about several years ago. 2018, I said, if we keep seeing censorship, I talked about this with Jack Dorsey. You will, you will force people to, to create a parallel economy if they are to function. Banning people and taking away their livelihood will not stop them from living. It will force them to find alternate, alternate means of trade. Eventually, you will see a larger and larger parallel economy separate from yours. Once that happens, people will have no reason whatsoever to accommodate the other. Ethan Klein is a perfect example. He can call for this, and the only reason, in my opinion, he walked it back is because he knew YouTube. He knew YouTube would check at it its income. But as now, we have seen Twitter and many other platforms be totally lax and not enforce the rules. We're lucky they did in this instance. What happens is you'll get someone. Who, actually, uh, what was it? Facebook allowed people to call for violence against Russians. There was um, what? What platform had the policy where you were allowed to rag on white people? Which one was that one? I don't remember. They, I think all all, all of them. Yeah. Oh, I was, was it Twitch? I don't know one of them said uh you you can't you can't uh, um, insult historically marginalized groups but you can you I know don't remember. against yeah. you know uh historically oppressive groups or whatever which is basically like you can rag on white people when you get to the point that's where that's very
4: f- monolithic there are many mm-hmm. white people who are oppressed like for, irish well, for sure. yes yeah. but yeah. Who, who cares yeah
1: mm-hmm. uh Slavic people are are considered people of color by the uh, coalition of communities of color the point is though when you get to a point where a platform says it's okay to target this group of people but not this one because they don't care to lose we're not going to make any money from that group anyway and we don't want to lose money if we ban these people you're going to get people being raised in two different ecosystems two different economies one kid's going to grow up and they're like those people are crazy bad people that's what my parents said and it's true and then within a generation or two people fight
3: we have that i mean we've all probably talked to young people maybe not so young people where something that's All the rage and discussion on one side of the spectrum, they haven't even heard anything about. You're like, you don't even know about that video, or you don't even know about something that is so big on the other, maybe parallel.
4: I feel like though that it's more on the other direction. Like I feel like, uh, like when Trump won, like like just the conservative ecosystem. Like I was at an event with Jack Dorsey; he did not know who William F. Buckley was. You know, a a billionaire founder. It's like how. Like the, the familiarity with like the intellectual underpinnings of conservatism, they would have no clue. But I think most of us here at the table or just people watching the show. Like, could very well, you know, explain who the the, the leftist, you know, leaders and publications and so that that level of ignorance, I think, it's it's very uh, self secluding by the left. So I think that's part of why they had such a rude awakening with Trump.
1: Yeah, it it shattered their worldview. It was they were told by the media it couldn't happen. They said Hillary Clinton had a 99% chance of winning and then the media was wrong. So what do you do when, you're, when your world shatters like that? Yeah, you lose your mind. Hmm. Let's jump to this next story. We'll start talking about families. We have this from the Post Millennial. Paramount Plus sponsors drag event where a child dances on stage for money. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, what is just happening? pull up the Wikipedia entry for Stripper. And uh, I can't do it here because it does have nude women in the Wikipedia. But... Uh, what you need to understand is that stripping does not mean being nude. Right. Some strippers can't take their clothes off, but they're still considered strippers. They call them bikini bars. The Wikipedia entry actually shows it says bikini and go-go dancing, and it says the women have to be fully clothed. They have to cover their tops and bottoms. They dance on stage, and people give them money. At this event, it was a uh, uh, RuPaul uh, RuPaul's drag con. They had two children on stage. And this little boy was jumping and dancing around and taking money from people. This is grooming. Hmm. This kid, what, what they do is they put this kid in an environment and they say it's innocent. There's it's nothing fun. sexual about yeah. it. The kid then gets, uh, he, they normalize the behavior of dancing on stage for money from the audience. The way grooming would work, I'm not saying they will do it to this kid, but the way it would work is that after you do this, when the kid is a little older, you then say, hey, it's going to be a, swim, a swimsuit show. We're going to take your shirt off. Mm. Then they give you money. then oh we're gonna do we're gonna do another swimsuit thing, but this one you got you have to wear these special swimsuits and then they give them speedos or something. That's how grooming works. They, it, it works on adults. There are people who are groomed into being uh, uh, sex workers through this. This is not the most egregious thing we've seen. There was Desmond is amazing who quite literally removed clothing on stage and then took money from people at, at a bar full of adults. They're grooming your kids. Paramount is sponsoring this. Discovery Plus is a child drag event. This is
2: this is a reality. It's almost like there's a lot of pedophiles in media or something huh, like that's that. Weird. Yeah.
1: Well, they normalize it one step at a time. And so here's the goal: they want you to look at this and say, "Well, it's just people dancing." You know, is it really that? And that's what they'll say to you. They'll say it's just dancing. Right, right, right. They have to. It's a drag
2: show. It's a bunch of pervy dudes dressing like dressing up and trying to act like they're female dancers. And that's so, not innocent.
1: So what they'll do is they'll say, it's just like a costume show. What are you so mad about? Why are you so
2: obsessed with this? I, even, I wonder why you care so much, Seamus. That's yeah, weird. no, well, that's the thing, right? Like, let's expose children to this because we care so much that it has to be forced onto young ones. And then when you point out that there's something wrong with that, you're the one putting inordinate attention on it.
1: So the family's been destroyed. There is a uh, – you know, when I was covering this in my, my, uh, my Timcast channel segment – There was a photo of Drag Queen Story Hour where there's these liberal parents smiling and laughing as they put their kids in front of this. They're into it. They like it.
3: I think it says something about where the parents are coming from, of course. And I hope this was a parody account, but it reminds me of on Twitter a couple of years ago, there was a woman, didn't say it was a parody account, who was complaining at being attacked because she had in her bio that she was transgendering her twin toddlers. I didn't even know what that meant. I had
4: to think about it. It just, you know, Bill well, Maher. I think it's a big reason why um, in Virginia, where I live, that's why you know we had Glenn Youngkin win. I was a volunteer on his campaign, and a lot of it had to do with the schools and what was being taught in schools. And a lot of this gender ideology, which should not be taught in schools, it should be something if you, as a parent, you have the right to teach your children uh, your values. And Terry McAuliffe, the Democrat opponent, said no, that uh, they shouldn't be telling teachers what to think. So I think – I mean, having worked on the campaign, I was there on election night. It gave me a lot of hope that there are a lot of parents who are pushing back on this. So,
1: Homeschool your kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it at this point. Homeschool yeah, your kids. Yeah, or
4: private Christian schools or –
1: even then, you really, have to, yeah. really yeah. have to vet it. That's true, too.
3: really have to vet it. The Christian schools have some of the same accreditation facilities that require them to do the s- things you'd be surprised that the public yeah. schools have to do. But there is a trend, as you guys know, and I did a story on this in full measure recently, toward not just homeschooling, but there's pods now, there's groups, there's organizations in the neighborhood where they're getting actual more formal group education just outside the public school system. That parallel economy is forming. People are just deciding... They don't agree with it, and if you keep going too radical in the school system, a parallel system is going to develop. I think we're there with well, the schools.
2: It's interesting because with the entire public school structure, which you know has been imitated by a lot of these private schools as well, the way the system has been set up, we take it for granted. But it really is very bizarre that the status quo is such that parents send their children to go off with complete strangers for basically the entire day, For basically their entire childhood. That is very strange. And to learn not just stuff we consider traditional (coughs) education, but
3: all of their social values and their Mm -hmm. moral values and all the extra stuff that, as a parent, you kind of want to do yourself, usually. Yeah, Uh, Well, I think, unfortunately, a lot of parents
2: don't. I think, unfortunately, a lot of parents don't want to do it themselves. It's very sad. But I think it happens a lot. They don't want to have uncomfortable conversations. There are people who will even say sex ed needs to be taught in schools. Why? Well, because I don't want to have that conversation with my kid. What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You want a stranger to?
1: They were raised in that system is what's yeah, wrong with Yeah, that's them.
2: also true. That's fair. That's a fair point. Yeah,
1: well, who, was, who was it who was talking about how kids who grew up on a farm knew about the birds and the bees? because Yeah. The animals. I, yeah, I've,
2: I've mentioned that before. Well, when I was in high school, another student literally asked me the question— How did people learn about sex before sex ed? I'm not kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Like, are you serious? I was like, well, because people were a more closely connected to nature b people figure out how to do that on their own the reason you have sex education the reason adults need to talk to young people about that kind of thing is to tell them what not to do that's the whole point you're getting older um and x y and z and this you should know that yes you should be married to someone before you do x y and z this makes children well Seamus uh I think you've got to be fair
1: to these people. You see, uh, before the advent of sex ed, humans had no idea how <laughs> to reproduce. That's true. Yeah. No, it's true. And and what, what, we didn't, we were, didn't we, know what we, was causing. We were very things. lucky. <laughs> we were very much like panda bears. Yeah, we were
6: not smart. aliens
1: came and, and taught us about reproduction. And then we wrote it down in books, and now we have to teach kids. Otherwise, who knows what will happen.
4: Well, you know, the, the other thing was that we didn't know that men could get pregnant. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's something true. that we're only that's just true. now learning. And, uh, but I do have to do a plug for the, the bill that, um, we talked about a little bit earlier. And if, if you all watching can go to women'sbillofrights.com, we are pushing back on this at the federal level and also at the state level. So we just introduced, uh, a week and a half ago, a bill, the Women's Bill of Rights, uh, and it says, it's a resolution to codify that a woman is a woman, and we define what a woman is uh, through biological sex, that she has a uterus, uh, that she has you know, female reproductive organs. It's really pathetic that we have to spell this out, but we're doing it. And so we've had several members of Congress, uh, including a uh, Democrat, Katie Porter from Pennsylvania. So kudos to her. Um, we're working also with the Women's Liberation Front, which is a hard left feminist group. Uh, and as a conservative group, we want to work with women who want to protect women's rights. And then we're also going to be moving it for the next phase to the state level as well. So you can contact your local legislature and say we want this in my, I want it in my state too. We're doing it at the federal level and at the state level.
1: So how do you define a woman?
4: Well, on the website, we have it here. It's uh I can read it. For purposes of state federal law, a person's sex is defined as his or her biological sex either male or female at birth. For purposes of state Stop. federal law. <laughs> 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 yeah, <that's hilarious. laughs> yes. A female is an individual whose biological reproductive system is developed to produce ova. A male is an individual whose re- biological reproductive system is developed to fertilize the ova of a female. For purposes of a state federal law, woman and girl refer to human females, and the term man and boy refer to human males. So simple.
1: Well, there you go. I actually think it's a little complicated, you know. Because <laughs> I, I, when you were mentioning, you know, uterus and OVA and all that stuff, yeah, I'm like... You could build
3: it. one of those. And mm. the, yeah. well, right? The take an <laughs> animal's uterus and put it in a... <laughs> Ugh,
1: the man. argument that they make is, what about a woman who has who's had a hysterectomy? Now she's not a woman anymore, right. and it's like... Very look, bad argument. Yeah. But but it, it works on weak-minded people. Yeah. That's why it's like adult human female and adult human male. And they're
2: like, well, what's a male or what's a female? Oh, you want to read the biology of it all. Okay, now we... X, get,
4: X, S, X, Y.
2: Yeah. But even that, it, it, even that, it goes so much deeper, right? Because it's not as if we discovered the, the XX and XY chromosomes and went, oh my gosh, there's two categories of people right. that we now know about. It's just been, it's obvious from the get go. It's insane that we haven't explained it to people now. I think,
1: I think, I don't know if you made this point last week. It was a really good point. Humans didn't discover the X, well, X, uh, and X and Y chromosome until mm. recently. Yeah. yeah. But humans always knew there were exactly. two kinds of people. It yeah, was the,
3: wasn't created as a social construct <laughs> for the purpose of, you know make oppressing people this is something i assume since the beginning of time although i wasn't there (laughs) that has been (laughs) recognized and accepted you know without being controversial until really relatively recently
1: i wouldn't be surprised if we already are are, already are starting to see the argument where they say that the x and y chromosomes aren't real and that they were created to reinforce the patriarchal gender Mm -hmm. binary Mm
5: -hmm.
2: They will literally oh, say right, anything.
4: Science is sexist. Yeah.
2: Yes, that's right. Yeah, exactly. they say it was a well, bunch
1: of white men that's right. who needed a legal way to, you know, uh, what was it called, phrenology?
4: Yeah, with
6: the was head measuring. In, yeah, they
1: would measure the heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, they wanted to justify racist ideas. So, uh, chromosomes not a real thing as it turns out well
2: and this is because they do not use language the way human beings are supposed to use language they're not trying to comp they're not trying to communicate any kind of truth right So when they talk about what a woman is what insurrection is what terrorism is what violence is they get it wrong constantly right They call men women they call statements of fact about what a person's biology is violence. They call it terror, they don't call it terrorism to tell someone that they should bomb a public event that the former president of the United States is going to be at. Oh no, it was a joke. Well, he did get really passionate and he walked yeah, it back. Yeah. So I guess we're fine with it. But they they literally use it to try to signal what they want. It's very sad and it's, it's unbecoming. It's degrading. It's not how humans are supposed to use language. That's actually kind of the way that like dogs use language. When you tell your dog, sit, give me paw, he doesn't understand those words. He knows he'll get a treat. And that's what we have actual grown adult human beings walking around doing. Using words and only understanding them in the context that gets them what they want instead of the truth that's actually supposed to lie beneath the phrasing. So let's,
1: let's, let's, dissect that a little bit what you're saying is the dog basically hears rumble and then when (laughs) he knows to respond to that sound he'll get a treat but he doesn't understand the concepts or ideas behind what it means exactly
5: so my
3: my dog
1: does
5: yeah sure well yours is special (laughs) your Your dog dog is very very special
1: you have a collie
4: right the collie's the smartest breed i think there you go yeah
1: i think i think i don't i don't know if i agree with the dog analogy thing I think it's fair to say you don't you don't need to use it. You can just say there are people who don't understand what they're saying. Yeah, they just know that they can say certain words and they'll be rewarded. Well, case, that's my point. Ca- case yeah. in point, we had a progressive on the show who said conservatives wa- are, are saying trans <laughs> people don't exist. What? And I said, what does that mean? What? And he was like, huh? I'm like, what does that mean? That like Ben Shapiro knows Blair White. He knows she exists. What does that mean? They don't, they don't think trans people exist. I'm like, okay, you're not telling me anything. And well, that's, that's your a, point. Exactly. it's a specific only
2: phrase to get their point across, to get what they want from you, to that's, shame that's you like, instead of communicating an
3: actual idea. That's it, like transphobic, as we've talked about. Um,
2: may as well be a grunt.
3: Exactly. Yeah. People <laughs> call transphobic often what the person calling them that means is you don't like the idea of Trans people, but they're not afraid of trans people. Right. They are not transphobic. Exactly. I'm not sure how that word has become just accepted into the lexicon. Well, same thing as homophobic
1: yeah. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like it, you're scared of gay people. So not
2: really. Well, it's yeah. interesting. You made this point that it could just be a grunt. It's true that like any word could be a grunt. We we make noises. And those noises are understood to have certain meanings. But what a human is supposed to be able to do is is abstract with those noises, understand what they mean, use them honestly. My point with the dog analogy is whenever humans fail to live up to their rational potential, they, they behave animalistically. You know, I think
1: um, words are oppressive. Uh, English is a colonial language. And if we want to truly speak in a way that is representative
2: of all human cultures,
6: Clicks and whistles. Grunts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, that's Ooh. honest. And to be fair, when women aren't around, that is how men talk. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> we don't. <yeah. laughs> I'm sorry for getting out of us. the bag there. Yeah.
1: yeah, if you watch the um, the Seamus Freedom Tunes members only, w- you know, we'll, I'll, I'll read the line as Dr. Fauci, like, you have to wear your mask. And then I'll look up at Seamus and go, oh, and, <laughs> and I'll go, no.
4: <laughs> I have the antidote, uh, to your word question, and it's called the Woktionary. Oh, So, we oh made yeah. this product with the Independent Women's Network. Wonderful. So, you go to IWNetwork.com. So I'll give you this after the show. You're Thank welcome you. to have it. Yes. It defines all these terms, like white adjacent, systemic racism, triggered, uh, restorative justice, Ugh. implicit bias. It's all I here. It? We spell it out. I can't wait. The real English. We give the uh, real definition of well, what it means.
3: To your point, <laughs> I've asked people in my orbit, Because I had to look this up. Everybody starting years ago started saying equity, equity, equity instead of equality. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but no one explained that. When journalists adopt these phrases of advocacy, I think they better know what they're, I think they Mm -hmm. probably shouldn't usually because more thought should go into it. You can quote somebody, but you shouldn't be adopting it. And I looked up equity and it's, uh, as you guys probably know, but I think a lot of ordinary folks, we don't totally different than equality and if you ask young people using that phrase and it's just, you know, ubiquitous today, most people can't
4: define equity versus equality. Exactly. Because
3: they, they, they don't
2: need to. You say the word, you get the treat.
4: Well, it's equal outcomes versus equal opportunity. That's equity is socialism, equality is equality of opportunity.
3: Meritocracy.
1: And, yeah, exactly. E- they e- do not like meritocracy at all. No, nope,
3: that's equity racist. equity mm-hmm. to me is the notion of you predefine people based on your understanding without knowing somebody of what their skill set is or what their abilities are and you tell them based on something like skin color that they can't do something as well as everybody else and they need help i mean that's that's how i describe equity where, where there are other people who don't and that you're telling to me it's almost the opposite of what the goal is because you're labeling a certain group of people based on nothing but well
1: if you if you, if you look at the arguments they make it's one group has privileges, and so they should be held back. Other groups have disadvantages, so they should be pushed forward. Yeah. So equity is hobble those who are successful. It's kind of a tall grass. It's it's yeah. it's typical communist ideology.
2: Yeah, exactly. In in but the is a kid in America,
3: who mm-hmm. in my generation we were all told whatever color we wore, this was our thing. As you can be anything, and we, that's what we thought. I hear women today talking about. You know, I want my daughter to know that, you know, women could even be doctors. I'm like, we knew that in the 1960s. <laughs> Duh. Like, who told right. you in 1990 or 2000 that that wasn't possible? Because we've been that's through the all weirdest. this. I, I
2: really don't think they think about it. They're living in an insane fantasy land. They have a persecution complex. Everything's The Handmaid's Tale, right? There,
1: there was some comment that someone posted where it's this, this little black girl is in school, and she's asked what she wants to be when she grows up or something. And she says, I want to be an astronaut. The teacher goes, that's great. And she goes, what? And the teacher's are like, that's that's fantastic. And the girl says, no, you're supposed to tell me I can't do it because I'm a woman. <laughs> and she was like, but you can do it. It doesn't matter. And then she was like, you know, this famous astronaut that I'm a big fan of was told she couldn't do it. So she, you know, fought against it and rose to be the best. And she was like, yes. And because of her, you now can do it. No one's holding you back. And then it just shows, like, the panel of the girl, like, shocked and confused. <laughs> but it's But it's fascinating because I've experienced this, that in the modern era... These activists actually tell people you can't succeed. That's what I'm because saying. Because of your race, right? So don't try. It's their fault. But to nice kids day. who
3: it did, wouldn't have occurred to them because that wasn't the case, and they're suddenly identified at a fairly early age now and told that you are different and you can't do things. You know that.
4: Yeah, that, that that's what our our Winsome Sears, our lieutenant governor of Virginia, who was Yunkin's running mate, she said. That's what CRT does. It makes the the light in the child's eyes. You know, if you tell, uh, you know, and she she's black herself. And she said, if you tell black children you, uh, you can't succeed, you're inherently uh, flawed. Why why would we even think they would try? Right. Of course, they're going to fall, uh, you know, into gangs and drugs because we keep telling them that they're victims and that they're
1: hopeless. Well, I said it before, but is it surprising to anybody that the group of people advocating for less population are? Favoring policies that result in destroyed families, destroyed economies, sterilization of children, and outright abortion of children.
3: I- the Planned Parenthood thing, I thought was a conspiracy theory no. for
1: years, you know, and now they're
3: having to grapple with it. Which, and which, it.
2: which, which, which one? Well, which part of it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's,
3: what's the, I'm, Margaret I'm a, Sanger? yes, I'm yes. a late, by the way, I'm a very late comer to politics, so I'm one oh, of the people yeah. you guys are talking about sometimes, but. But you were a journalist. Margaret Sanger, <laughs> for um a long time. You know, was part of wanting to apparently shape and annihilate you know the black population, yep. and now Planned Parenthood is having to grapple with that. And on their website, they address this. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that that was the case, and how they feel about that now. And you know, it's a very
4: tough thing for
3: them. But mm-hmm. oh, I I,
4: I read uh, it was a fact check. I I think it was. Uh, which one? One of those fact checkers. Maybe it was the Washington Post yes, fact Yes, we checker. were
2: just talking. I was just going to bring that up.
4: insane about the KKK rally. Because someone said, oh, Margaret Singer spoke at KKK rallies. And so they did fact check about whether that was true. <laughs> and they said, no, um, actually, she only spoke at one event. One KKK event, <laughs> and it was a women's KKK event. It was oh, that's like good. like the women who are attached to the men in the KKK. So it was like a women's KKK event. Okay, and and that's she daring. had a she had a pure intention for going there. She was just trying to spread her message of birth control to to whoever would listen. So so they they literally said it was okay that she went to a KKK event because she was trying to teach about birth control to everybody, no matter who would listen. So she uh, and I was just like. Do you, so, you hear what you're saying? I, I, I this
1: is a, insane. I got to address, uh, you know, Michael Malice, who's a big friend of the show and a good friend of mine. He's he's argued this is not true about Margaret Sanger, and you know, I recently was talking to him, and he was like, "No, no, no, this is not true." She was advocating for birth control. She was trying to end poverty by telling these women. And I'm just like, I hear your argument, dude, but I pulled up PlannedParenthood.org that outright calls her racist.
4: She's a eugenicist. Well, she was a eugenicist. Planned, she
1: was, and she's a plan- was yeah. Planned Parenthood. Calls her racist. Yep, she's actually. I I I I suppose it's you know I think Michael's a very smart guy and and I respect him a whole lot, but I don't understand how his point can be correct that she wasn't. Maybe I got something wrong in 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 what he was saying, but they actually say she believed in an inherently racist and ableist ideology that labeled certain people unfit to have children. She believed in eugenics. We denounce her her beliefs in eugenics. She she was going to the black community specifically, telling them to stop having kids. Sounds like she was racist. You know, I don't know, whatever. A lot of everybody was racist back then to to varying degrees. Right. They were racist against Irish people. Right. Yeah. yeah,
4: Yeah, But but what's so bizarre is that there's such a total disconnect between that fact and then the outcome of the disparity of the proportion of black children who are then killed. You know, I think the ratio is like four or five, Five uh, you know, five to one black to white babies. But but yet, black people are a much smaller percentage of the population. So I, I her was, vision has been realized; like she got what she was dreaming for. I was, actually, and that's what's disgusting is like Planned Parenthood doesn't acknowledge this.
1: I was watching a video from it was actually some like critical race theorist guy who pointed this out. It was like a black identitarian guy saying Margaret Sanger was racist. Planned Parenthood says she's racist, and he uh, they were they were explaining how uh, if the black population wasn't getting abortion at the rate they were they would be a substantially larger portion of the US population by now but you were mentioning it's it's like 5 to 1
4: oh yeah yeah they were they were um the the second largest minority group ahead of latinos but because of abortion black people are more likely to abort than latinos now latinos have surpassed uh, surpassed black americans as the biggest uh, second biggest group
1: what was the, was that, was that the conspiracy theory you're talking about, or are you talking about selling yeah. baby parts or something? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, That's that too, <laughs> too but, <you> know. <laughs> That's great I found too. out about
3: Margaret Sanger because um, an African-American girlfriend of my brother some years ago referred to, referred to it, and it surprised me because I had always just heard it in passing and didn't put any thought into that being possibly true, yeah. but she said, oh, black people know this, and I, I started, yeah. so I looked it up, and Yeah.
6: Yeah, we had um Daryl Davis on and he's gone relatively woke. He used to talk to members of the KKK and talk them out of that ideology and he said that his mother knew even then, like a long time ago she knew that they were like trying to use black people to, for example we all know about, you know, the Tuskegee uh, experiments and stuff like that. He said that they understood that Planned Parenthood was kind of a little bit of an extension of that. I'm paraphrasing him. I don't misquote him, but my understanding was that they knew that that's what Planned Parenthood was going for, which was like really eye-opening for me. I was like, they knew it was very much common knowledge, and it
4: was just one of those things They just accepted it. no, but not only do they accept it, they promote it. Like they say,, mm-hmm. uh, you know, these white supremacists who w- are pro-life, they want to hold back black women. You know, so it's a, it's a moral good for black women to want to abort their children. Yeah. And, uh, and good on, uh, Senator Tim Scott because he called out, uh, Janet Yellen. You know, Janet Yellen said, uh, you know, if we had, you know, fewer abortions in the past, then that we would have had a much smaller GDP growth. And Tim Scott said, you know, as the, as the, you know, black, uh, son of a single mother, I am so glad that she did not share your view, basically.
1: So I just want to issue a clarification. According to Planned Parenthood, they're not selling tissue. They're donating it. Oh, that's nice.
5: Yeah. So, For money. Donating it for money. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, no, but, <laughs> yes. but
4: didn't Project Veritas
5: so sell, sell videos about this? I and can't remember it was
3: I also asked people to look up because you can find <laughs> not the story but the, the press announcement. ABC, a couple of years ago, with one of my former producers, Kim Skeen, and Chris Wallace, who worked at ABC at the time, because Kim, Kim turned me on to this, back when you could cover normal stories that people cared about in a normal way as a journalist without getting canceled, they did a story on the um, sale of body parts, you know, by fetal body parts and the market among the pharmaceutical industry and others for clinical study and all kinds of things. And, um, again, that story is nowhere to be found on the Internet, but if you Google or DuckDuckGo, your choice, whatever. I mean, this, uh,
1: we, we, I mean, uh ABC's 2022 air report on fetal tissue trafficking. Yes, March 1st, read a little bit of that.
3: Read about how much they were paying for. I think um, a brain.
6: There was mm-hmm. literally a quote from one of the directors of Planned Parenthood saying she wanted to buy a new car. Yeah. Unbelievable. So I don't care if they but say I they're mean, donating this was, it. I do not this believe it.
3: Today it's Project Veritas. What I'm telling you is, not long ago, ABC <coughs> News and Chris Wallace were doing this kind of reporting when reporters were, you know, more open to doing neutral stories on important controversies.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so so the organization, I don't believe it was, um, I don't believe it was, uh, oh man, I'm blanking on the name, Veritas. It was the Center for Medical Progress. And what they did is after they filmed uh, these these, uh, employees of Planned Parenthood and representatives haggling over the price of fetal tissue, they edited it, yes, but they placed the full unedited footage on the internet for anyone to watch if they wanted to. And they got in trouble, right? Like yeah, everything on the news is edited at some
3: point if it's not just a full, raw, hour long tape. So
2: Well, and the reason, if I understand properly, that David Deliden actually got in trouble was just because of uh two party consent laws with respect to filming people. It wasn't because he edited anything deceptively or, or dishonestly. Right.
3: And I'm there's just a lot of that was an argument yeah, that, yeah, of that, course. that used to not be an argument, and I saw that raised when I was doing s- At CBS, not about me, but when people wanted to make controversies, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, opposing people politically would say, that tape was
2: edited. I'm Mm -hmm. like, yeah, all of our tapes are edited. Everything. Uh And people who are deceptively editing a tape do not place the entirety of the footage online for everyone to be able to watch it.
1: So this was a big story in 2015. Undercover video shows, Planned Parent Official Discussing Fetal Organs Used for Research, they responded to it saying, it's tissue donation.
2: But yes. in the video she and so in the, the footage, the uh the woman literally says They're just whoever throws prices. out yes, she says whoever throws out a figure in a negotiation first loses. Yeah, that you know, the thing you say when you're donating something to somebody. Insanity. Now, but what does donation mean, right? They don't yeah. know what words mean or they don't use them properly. They are you, intentionally you say, deceptive. You know, what does donation mean?
3: You say you're paying for time and transportation of the mm-hmm. stuff and to have it preserved so that there's all kinds of ways to say you're not Paying for the tissue, but in fact,
1: Seamus, mm-hmm. I'm going to donate this uh Wokshenery to you. Thank you so much. Hey, can you spot me twenty bucks? Yeah, of course, man. <laughs> right you got to <laughs> make a profit off your donations. That's right. That's yeah, oh, no, no, I, he, he didn't. He you got to pay for
4: the lights and the. I and sold him sitting nothing. Here. Yeah, yeah. He didn't
2: sell me <laughs> anything. I just have the effort to get him you had money. to use
4: to hand him.
5: <laughs> by the way.
2: I, carpal
4: tunnel I, risk.
5: Yeah. I really, I really wish
2: the uh, the Planned Parenthood defense would catch on with the IRS. Like, no, that was not that wasn't work. I, I didn't sell that. That was not, I donated that. But I mean, I happen to make money. But it was something different. tells me that the
1: uh, the IRS isn't going to be concerned about that. No. Federal agencies are not going to go after the left in this way
2: ever. Ever. Look at
1: what happened with Donald Trump and Russia Gate. One of the one of the biggest, con- I mean, now now we're looking at the Sussman trial with all with, with 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 what's going on, Hillary Clinton knowing about and signing off on a lot of the stuff. Some of the most shocking revelations we've heard in a long time. Russia Gate was staged. It was fake. It was a hoax, tricking the government. The many elements of the government, the FBI knew it was fake. They went after it anyway.
2: Wow. He yeah, was going to say like, how many of them were really tricked? Isn't so we got
1: a couple guys, which was couple. part of his
4: defense. Actually, yeah. the Sussman that was his defense was like, well, they already knew, so I wasn't actually. It was immaterial if I was lying. Well, in the FBI's defense,
3: we <laughs> didn't know that they're such bad at their jobs and <laughs> no, they're supposed to be top no federal agents so that they that. don't even do due diligence when a political operative brings them research on a, one of the most sensitive things they could do, which is someone, an opposing political campaign. My sources at FBI tell me they used to not go, you know, within a mile of an investigation like that. It was so controversial. Just to avoid any appearance of conflict, they stayed away from Journalists and political figures, at least the honest guys, and now we're to believe that they didn't even do due diligence when they're handed, you know, opposition research. Well, and it tests. was because
4: he, he knew him personally because Sussman had worked formerly at the FBI, and, and even fun more fact, so, they the, should have uh, questioned the guy who the he met with James Baker was my former professor at wow. uh, Harvard Law School. Uh, actually, a good person, like, and he and he's the one who I think is uh, at the center of uh, the damning text messages that he's reported. So right, good right. on him. So, uh, wow, yeah.
2: Was Well, do we know if he lied or if he just got passionate in the moment and then walked it back? It was a passionate text yeah. message. <laughs> They're walking it, was it back now, it's It was a so joke. Okay. <laughs> the whole thing. The whole <laughs> so no harm, yeah. no foul. Can't yeah. wait for them to apologize. Right. Saying like double Robbie standard
1: Dave Smith always at this point is like nails in a chalkboard because it's yeah, like, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. we know, we know. <laughs> it's 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 not it's, – it's, you know, some 16-year-old is going to start watching the news and then go to his dad and be like, Dad, there's a double standard. He's going to go <laughs> – Awesome. Oh,
2: I remember news. when I thought that wasn't going to be the case. Yeah, I think it's uh, Dave Smith and uh, Robbie Bernstein always make this joke. Like, oh, no, we're waiting for an apology on that. It's going to come any day. They're going to apologize that <laughs> yeah, any day. day. Like, Listen, I'm sure. I'm sure.
3: Carter Page, last time I checked, the former Trump campaign associate who was improperly spied upon with doctored evidence from the FBI, who, by the way, had never met or talked to or communicated with Donald Trump directly, but through a wiretap improperly done on Carter Page, Donald Trump's communications could be captured the way they allow themselves to capture Mm -hmm. all the communications of those in orbit around the one wiretap person, to this day, as far as I know, he has not received so much as an apology. In fact, his efforts at his own expense to try to get some, let's say, equity in court over all that happened to him have just gone unanswered. His case has been thrown out. The FBI has not said so much as, you know, now that we've convicted the one lawyer, if nothing else, of doctoring a document in your case, we're sorry. Nothing. You know, just standing by. Oh, and by. he only Trump got
4: probation. He got, like I think, like 400 hours of community service, although he should have spent a year in jail.
1: Trump needs to win yes. in 2024. Yes. Mm. We had Cash Patel on the show, and uh, my attitude is just fire everybody. As soon as Trump wins again, just get in there and just fire everyone. Mm. Shebek, you fired. The, the, the line he's famous <laughs> for. Yeah, he's just... Well, Bye and the, the
4: press strategy should be different, too. So I was there uh, working for John Solomon, who's hopefully going to come on with you guys soon, uh, with just the news. And that was the year in 2020 when we were launching. So it was the last year, the Trump presidency. And it was so hard to get in the room credentialing. So I was covering the White House for him. And because of the pandemic, the uh, White House Correspondents Association was very dictatorial about, first of all, they're that way normally about who's allowed in the room. But because of COVID, they uh, severely uh, constrained who was in the room. So as a startup working for a guy who was you know reporting the truth, John Solomon, uh, during pandemic, it was really hard to get in the room. And I only got in the room because of Kaylee McEnany, uh, allowed me in the room, myself and One American News. And from uh, One American News, Chanel Rion, their founder, she she opened my eyes to what's happening in that press briefing room. And our understanding is that if Trump comes back, he's going to change the strategy of, wh- of what happens in that press briefing room. Because right now, the WHA is a private, nonprofit. That's that the White House Correspondents exactly. Association.
3: Yes. Oh,
1: so Alex Jones, press secretary. Mm
4: hmm. Well, yeah, but as far as allowing-
3: Yes, who,
1: she said yes. No, <laughs> that's I not what I said. I <laughs> <it>. <laughs> no, I
5: well, it. no, no. It was
4: more, it was more the other way around. Of, as far as like, who's, who's in the room to ask the president a question? Because right now the WHA is a liberal, good old boys club that's been around for a hundred years that is dictating to the, to the president who's allowed on government property and they don't allow conservatives in the room. And if you're a conservative and you try to get a seat on the board for WHA, you can't. So Chanel Rion from One American News started her own uh, competing nonprofit. And uh, the Trump White House we, you know, was considering recognizing that and getting more equal representation in the room. Because if you see the questions that they were asking Trump, they were not fair questions. Right. Like my first question that I asked Trump when I was in, in the White House press briefing room was I asked him a question about what was happening with Hong Kong. And it was, uh, you know, Jimmy Lai had just been arrested. So I'm asking about China and in, in Hong Kong. Chanel asked a question about Iran policy in the Middle East. And then I think it was somebody from NBC asked a question about QAnon, so it's like the, the supposed you know conspiracy right wing journalists are asking substantive policy questions, and then you have these other you know White House Correspondents Association establishment types. They're there to make Trump look bad, and he was he was he was uh, you know egged on because he thought that it would. Win him points, and one points with the base. But I think it turned off the suburban women, the more middle, you know, middle of the road people. And so, from what I understand, that would be one thing that he would change uh, substantially. And I, I think
1: it's good. S- I, I, I made a couple of posts on Instagram for this C- called the CNN Challenge, and it was the, I, the, I mean, there's no real challenge. It was turn on Fox News and then whatever the news is, switch to CNN, and they'll be talking about Trump. So <laughs> I used to I used to have CNN playing in the background all the time. Because you know my, my, my mentality was when news breaks, they'll report it really, really quickly. And then one day I was just sitting in you know I, I was like recording something and then I, I turned the volume back up and then I'm thinking I'm watching and I'm just like, have they been talking about Trump all day? <laughs> like there was a, there was like a storm or something happened. I'm like so I changed the channel and it was like riots in Iran. And then I was like, wow. All right, so I'm on Fox News now. I normally don't watch Fox News. And then uh, something else was happening. I think it was a a hurricane was coming. And I turned on CNN, and they were, like, doing a roundtable about Donald Trump. (laughs) And then I was just like, this is crazy. I switched to Fox News, and they're like, here's what you need to expect the upcoming storm. And I was like, I guess I'll leave Fox on.
3: Listen, at CBS, when Fox News started, Les Moonves, who was head of CBS at the time, corporate, came into the Washington, D.C. newsroom and – convened us all around the conference table and said, is what's happening with Fox, this early popularity is it real or is it something that just crazy people are watching and I was too young you know, too young to speak up and finally understood that that's the wrong thing to do sometimes because I used to speak up too much in bad situations where I shouldn't I kept my mouth shut because I was fairly new around the table every other journalist there said it's just a fake stupid thing that's speaking to crazies Meantime, I had discovered what you had as a former CNN person. I used to have CNN on in my you know, office all day just to see if there was breaking news, and there used to be. And when Fox came on, Fox had news before the other networks did and before CNN did often, sometimes a couple of days before, and then the others would follow it up. So I started being sort of the contrarian that I am, putting Fox News on in my office. And, of course, that gets me pegged, I'm sure, around the newsroom instead of, gee, she's smart because we're all watching one thing, but we're all supposed to be kind of gathering, you know, breaking news. And at least one person's watching another network and learning new things. Um, I'm sure I was pegged as sort of that crazy Fox watcher, but I saw the same thing you did, Tim.
5: Yep.
1: And then I just stopped watching.
3: Well, a lot of people stopped
1: watching yep. CNN. <laughs> well, now they're saying with the new ownership, they're going to purge all of that stuff out of CNN. That, that's, that's just the death knell well also you can't
3: it's too this is my my opinion my thought and i interviewed a lot of current and former CNNers for the last book that i wrote about all of this it's too endemic you can try it's sort of like trump trying to get rid of the establishment you know bureaucracy that's the deep state you might say you can try all you want but they're really entrenched and strong and the news industry whether it's not that everybody feels the same way, but so many people in the news industry and the way they're being brought up in journalism colleges, um, I, I don't. I think that's a tough road to hoe at CNN.
1: I think. Did I say I, road I to think
3: hoe? <laughs> Road to hoe. <laughs> <enough>. road to <laughs> <road>. <laughs> I think freedom, <laughs> I'm
1: meritocracy, and honesty are winning. I think you look at uh, the, the the collapse of the establishment press you look at the expansion of gun rights, the narrative isn't working. Their, their lies are not working. A regular person will hear, we need background checks and an abandoned assault weapons. But now they can Google it. And the ones who do go, hey, wait a minute, we already have background checks?
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, but
1: there's a gun show loophole. Really? What's that Google? Oh, there isn't one? That's a lie? It's a political term, not a real thing. Oh, that's weird. Well, then what about assault weapons? Assault weapons have no definition. Wikipedia says assault weapon is ill-defined. It typically refers to a pistol grip or forward accessories or maybe magazine size, but there's no real definition. So when regular people are, they hear these things from Joe Biden, Joe Biden, I got to tell you, is red pilling people like crazy (laughs) when he's like, nine nine millimeters is going to blow a lung out of the body. You're going to get some regular person who's going to be like, whoa, really? I was watching a movie. They that what? And they're going to Google and go, what? That's not real. What else isn't real? If Joe Biden was wrong about that, what else was he wrong about? I think you're Red right. That
3: when you overplay your hands, I think the organized campaign of propagandists to try to create this artificial reality, to make fringe things seem as though they are the norm, to make the majority of people think that they are in the minority, you know, this is what social media and the Internet's been all about. People get wise, and the truth takes a little longer to be told, but the truth usually survives. It just takes more time. Yeah, but and well, it, I, I and think part we're of in it that is, phase.
4: Part of it is, is, yes, the language. Like, that's why we made the Woktionary, is because the language, it's it's new concepts, it's new things that people aren't as familiar. And then once they understand it, they're like, they reject it. The body rejects that organ transplant. That So, and a new one right now is the ESG. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, you, say, if you ask a, a random person on the street, what do you think about ESG? No. Equity, social governance for investing. Yo. You know, they're not going to know what that means. But what, if then, if you explain what it means, which is, uh, let's uh, use capitalism and something that should be apolitical to bludgeon and uh, push in a socialist, leftist agenda, they're going to say that's not okay. Here's, but here's, it should be apolitical. But but they don't know the, the the lingo yet. But they're waking up, and that's why you have people, you know, creating Strive Capital. Uh, you know, the guy who wrote Woke Inc. is is starting. Um, so.
1: What you what you got to do. Is when you go to people, talk about how ESG is good. ESG is, it's, you wanna invest, and I'm not mean this literally, no financial advice. You say, <laughs> you really gotta take a look at this ESG stuff. The idea is simple. Instead of merit, you know, skill determining whether or not a business succeeds, we are going to focus on political activism. So, like, if, if a company is gonna sell solar panels, instead of hiring engineers who have graduated with degrees, We're gonna hire activists. That's gonna make you a good buck. And then people are gonna be like, "What? (laughs) How is my solar panel company gonna make money if they're doing political activism and not selling solar panels?" It reminds me of Iron Man when in the in the first one he says, "Oh, Marvel reference." He uh, Tony Stark announces they're not doing weapons anymore, and then they have that scene of Jim Cramer saying the stock, and then he hits the baseball the mug with the baseball bat and says, "This is a weapons company that doesn't sell weapons." (laughs) That's what ESG is. You're investing. I just got to say, I, I'm not going to tell anybody who to invest in. But my understanding is that the ESG companies did really, really poorly, like in terms of you know uh, um, return. Well, that's a shock. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just if, if you want to invest in uh, you know a, a meat processing plant that cares more about political activism than processing meat. <laughs> a vegan? Right, I guess. <laughs> okay. you got to. I, I just got to say, I think that's one of the <laughs> stupidest possible investments a single human being can make. You might as well just literally donate the money to a charity. At least then you can write it off.
2: Wait, hold on. You don't think that I should invest in the vegan-run meat processing plant?
1: No, that actually, I, I think it's a good idea. Oh, if there is a vegan vegan-run meat processing—well, I, 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 I should walk that back. What I what I mean to say is <laughs> vegan meat plant. I thought you were saying. I thought, saying,
2: like,
3: an plan. saying, yeah, I thought you were saying a plant that grows <laughs>
1: meat. No, but I mean, like, I thought you were saying a plant that makes no, no, fake plan. meat. I'm like, that's a good idea, actually.
2: Look, I mean, if that were possible, yes, absolutely invest in that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to give you guys bad financial <laughs> advice. It wasn't financial advice, as we like to say on the show.
4: Well, uh, there's a real-time example of, that just happened. Uh, once you explain it to the average, you know, to, to shareholders. So Carl Icahn is this hedge fund billionaire. And he he's obsessed with the treatment of pregnant pigs. And he was trying to force McDonald's to change their practices to meet his standards, not the industry best uh, best practice standards. He said it wasn't good enough. And so he tried to force his people to be on the board of McDonald's. But thank God McDonald's just... Uh, rejected it, the shareholders and, and the they voted and they said, no, keep keep your activists off our board. They have no clue what they're talking about with actual meat processing. Not to mention, you know, low uh, low income people, a lot of people, average people shop at McDonald's, this is gonna make food more expensive for them. So you have a, a hedge fund billionaire trying to make food way more expensive for average people uh, and they rejected it.
1: I just want to pull up this Forbes advisor article. It's not easy being green why ESG is underperforming That's why so is ESG weird. underperforming in twenty twenty two I just want to say, if you think investing money into anti-meritocratic systems, you are a moron.
2: Also, because if these companies were profitable, you wouldn't have to invent something called ESG. Companies would already be doing the thing that would make them money, and make them more profitable as a business. You wouldn't so have anyway. to threaten them with a bad ESG score or incentivize them with a good one.
1: Here's the pitch. Seamus. Mm-hmm. We're taking on investors for my company. Okay. What do we do? Mm -hmm. We make pizzas.
2: Yes. Beautiful.
1: Now. Chicago style. Who's leading the team? Black Lives Matter.
2: Of course. What?
1: Now, do they have experience making pizza? No. 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 But their hearts are in the right place. right. That's Equity.
2: Right. I don't, look, yeah. I don't want my pizza made by someone whose heart isn't in the right place. I hope do you, you have yeah. some
3: women up there at the top. Exactly. The I
4: hope same.
2: you have. Well, hold so on. Yes. What do you mean by "woman"?
4: Not hope. Mandate. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Someone, <laughs> someone who <laughs> identifies yeah. as a
3: woman is okay. good enough for me.
5: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's three six-foot-five
1: dudes, but they recently <laughs> transitioned. So.
3: Yeah. I've been wondering why this is kind of related. The trend we've probably all noticed in the past 10 years, which are ads on TV for products and companies that aren't telling you about their product. They're telling you what they donate and what they do. And I started asking young people, because it doesn't appeal to me. I don't, I don't buy my products based on that. Apparently young people do. I was saying, do you care? Do you care that this company is spending money advertising to you? Or would you rather have advertising to you about the good that they do in some social realm or some position they take? Or would you rather just have them sell you the best product at the lowest price? This is a
1: good idea. We should do a commercial for TimCast mm-hmm. and have it not in any way tell anything, anything about the show. That's That's we were I'm kind
2: saying. of talking about that last night. That's let's what do we it. Do. But yeah, for sure. We should. Let's do
1: what. Let's do a, an overly woke commercial for TimCast and we'll put it on Tucker. One million. I keep percent. saying that let's the problem it. is like we need managerial power to get these things done. Like we want to do the Chicken City one, mm-hmm. and we were going to do our pillow, and it's never happened. That's why I don't like talking about things unless we're like <laughs> in the pipeline to do it. Mm-hmm. But projects fall apart. But uh, let's do it. Did I, you see
3: the Saturday Night Live skit about that? About the woke commercials, and they were giving the awards for. I was shocked. Saturday Night Live did this. It's very funny. The most woke the, commercials. Yes, you got to look that up. It's very funny. About wow. that's the all most the things shocking that part. They do. Yes, find it.
2: I will. Yeah, I can't believe SNL <laughs> did something funny like that's insane. I don't believe it's <laughs> funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right,
1: everybody. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash the like button? Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends if you really like it, because it's the best way to help the channel grow. We're going to read your super chats. We got a bunch of super chats here talking about a bunch of crazy stuff, so get your super chats in while well, you still can. Andre Tukulescu says, F. Castro Jr., heartfelt, every Canadian. Oh, man. Srenik says, since they insist on putting every shooting that suits their agenda on national news... You should have your journalists start reporting on every story they can find of firearms being used to save lives. Uh, that's a good idea, actually. We should, uh, you know, create like the list of self def- of defensive. Shooting stories. Yeah, so there's there list. Yeah, yeah, there was one oh, okay. just down be the road
6: from more. us here in West Virginia a little while ago. A lady took on a guy who was about to shoot up a graduation party. I think and she took him out. She was a concealed mm-hmm. handgun carrier or a handgun carrier. I think I'm not sure if it's concealed or not,
4: but yeah, it was great news. No one covered it.
2: I just. Yeah. But don't
4: you know that under the new law system, that that guy, the psycho, wouldn't have had the gun? Duh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No yeah. Yeah. Right, criminals wouldn't have the guns.
6: Yeah, just,
2: they just <laughs> won't have them. Yeah, no, they'll just all disappear. Uh, I I was looking up this list, and my brain is just so tanked right now that I googled defensive self defense. <laughs> 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 I was like, wait, instead of um, no gun self But I, I I've seen I, I saw a list a while ago. It's kind of a, a hazy memory, but even so, I think it would be good for you guys to report on the individual stories. You know, have journalists reach out to the people, talk to them about it.
1: There, I think there's pe- people will probably make running lists of that.
2: Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked. All right. Defense Anthony defense Roman says, Hey, Tim, I saw one of
1: your billboards in Chicago on my way to the Cubs versus Sox game on Saturday. Here is to keeping up the good work. Awesome. Sweet. Glad to hear it. Um, I have no idea it's having an impact because it's traditional, but the idea with traditional, traditional ads is just to occupy the establishment spaces. There's something interesting about millennials. They put Gen Xers and boomers on pedestals. They view these traditional um, elements of civilization as beyond them. It's a weird thing. I wonder why that is. You know, why is it that people get prominent on YouTube and then view themselves as not making it? Like if if you go to these events, uh, I've been to a lot of these, there's constantly a conversation about how we we, we are taking over. Like we <laughs> are big. It's like you're saying it as though you don't really think you are. Right. And so you get these people who have millions of followers, you get hundreds of thousands of views, and they're constantly trying to justify to everybody that they actually are big shows and I'm like, you just just keep doing your thing, man. Mm-hmm. But I think about it in terms of politics. Why Nancy Pelosi is still in off like still, eighty years old? Diane Feinstein, all these Joe Biden, for some reason, few millennials are engaging at the highest level of the stuff. They don't own stuff. They they have just a disproportionately low amount of wealth relative to previous generations at the same at their same age. They're not engaging in high level politics the way the previous generations were. They're just stunted, I suppose.
3: They're spending all their time. I just think all the stuff there is to do online. I mean, you guys. Maybe you're too young to remember a time that wasn't like that. I, one, I wonder about how much effort is gone in, go, goes into internal stuff online mm. that used to go into inventing things and creating things mm. and thinking yeah. about new things. You know, starting a family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, Mark H says, Ian, if you hear this knock twice, we want to help you. Close <laughs> <Stop>. that? Stop
6: it. <laughs> no, Get out of there, no, no, Ian. No, no, there's nothing. There's nothing.
5: <laughs> I, was about, I was, I was, I was gonna knock. <laughs>
1: I was I was about to knock, <laughs> and then I saw you move your hand down. And I was like, uh-oh. "I beat you to it. <laughs> <laughs> it." Tattered Shield says, "Hey Tim, I'm an electrician looking to move to West Virginia. Got any idea of where the best to move out there?" Um, I don't know.
3: I need an electrician in Virginia. <laughs> A good <Yeah>. electrician. <laughs> there you go. Northern Virginia.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know we we chose this area It's the tri-state because it's close enough to the big city and the airports. So, we could be kind of far away, but we're moving further west into West Virginia, so that's being all being built right now. L. Bossert says if Chuck and Nancy ban body armor, that will turn every parent who just bought a bulletproof backpack into a felon. Why are they talking about doing that? Is that what's happening?
6: Didn't they say something in New York
4: City about yeah. banning Yeah, that's the only really
6: That is There's a Supreme court, court case anybody. going
1: Protecting on. Protecting
4: right yourself
5: now. is forbidden. Really? Yeah. They also
4: want to take the like certain body armor away from police and say you can't if it's in the military, you can't uh, refurbish it or give it to the police. That's nuts. Yes. what's the point? I don't get it.
2: Wow.
1: Y W B S P Q R says, "This Memorial Day, I'd like to also honor those that lost their lives to experimental procedures, corruption, corrupt leadership, toxic exposure, stock portfolios, and suicide." Never forget. Huh. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of really bad stuff throughout history, man. Seriously, JK says, Seamus, membership sign-up doesn't work properly for your information.
2: What? Okay, so we, we've definitely gotten some sign-ups, but I can uh, talk to the web dev people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I'm sorry that it didn't work for you. troubleshooting We're phase. Gonna, yes, we will. Yes, we are definitely in the troubleshooting phase. <laughs> That's but exciting. If anyone else is having that problem, um, please let me know. Give your in the home com- number. I'll, I'll leave people. a comment uh, below the video, and you all let me know if, if you're having problems with that.
1: Substance says, bruh, they got a lot of grizzly bears and a lot of polar bears in Canada, and he just took people's most easiest form of defense away from them. I don't think polar bears are an issue for Canadians. Something, uh, something about...
6: I think way, way, way to be up super north. north. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but
2: there's like no one up there. Moose? Well, yeah, moose are a bigger problem. They're up there working in the syrup mines. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's every true. now and again. You, really yeah, cool. people don't realize that,
1: um, up in the far north of Canada, in the syrup mines, it's frozen, and they have to use a pickaxe to chip it away. And when they bring it down south, where it gets warmer, it naturally just melts into syrup.
2: Well, like sometimes yeah. they actually chip out frozen cavemen who come back to life and try to kill them. Do you so know what maple syrup is made from? Uh, half maple, half syrup, right? Dinosaurs. Yeah. That's maples right. Maples. Yes, that's right. Dinosaurs. For the record, <laughs> there are
4: no penguins in the North Pole, if you ever yeah. see. South they're they're in the South Pole. That's right. um, I, south I went to Antarctica, Shrove. and I learned that fact. So if you ever see them, any Christmas things with penguins in the North Pole, fake news.
1: And also, they're in South America. They're yes. not just in Antarctica. Yeah, they're so on the they're, south. Yeah, so, Patagonia. You know, Patagonia. See, yeah. yeah, you'll see like trees and stuff mm-hmm. with penguins and people don't realize because they think penguins are only on ice or whatever. I didn't
5: know that yeah. okay.
1: For For the record, maple syrup comes from maple trees. But That's I think right. you all knew that. Is that... Uh, you're going to you
3: get sure? a warning. Yeah. Maple syrup <laughs> in the grocery is.
1: store only has sugar in
3: it. <laughs> yeah, I it's figure. not the same. And color, caramel color. It's not treated. Is it well, even
2: sugar or is it just corn syrup? Si- or is it even corn syrup, syrup or is car- car- it like, corn syrup with like dye? Corn syrup with dye yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It's gross. Uh, and sodium benzoate.
1: But <laughs> you, if, you, you, if you buy maple syrup, it's maple syrup. If you buy like Maple flavored syrup, or like breakfast syrup. <laughs> they call it table syrup. Table syrup. <laughs> that's so
6: nasty. It is syrup. It's corn syrup. Table, that's syrup. crazy. Tastes, Tastes so
1: good. I heard that <laughs> when the colonists came, I do agave. The Native Americans saw squirrels licking trees, and so they were like, "All right," and they cut it open and got the maple syrup it's out, and then showed the.
2: My goodness, did they try oh, eating acorns too? <laughs> right. You I see think? a squirrel lick <laughs> something, and you're like, "Well, <laughs> I not have gonna to try it." it. <laughs> did you to. know <laughs> How we it? You know, you you can eat maple seeds. yeah
1: we call them helicopters in chicago
2: but then it grows out of your stomach is the problem yeah you can't do that Yeah,
1: you turn into a tree (laughs) yeah yeah no
2: helicopter yeah those uh, little things that maple seeds uh, what do they they taste like
1: i don't know but we always i always noticed when i was a kid you'd break them up and there'd be like a little nut like Mm -hmm. a little seed yeah and they roast them with like cinnamon and nutmeg i would just eat them raw you know i'd pick them up off the ground crunchy that's not right you eat the helicopters
5: he's
1: dying all right let's see we got some more super chats a lot of people are just yelling at Trudeau and saying words I can't repeat, but okay. Carter Chrysler says Army just awarded SIG for contract on the new rifle chambered in six point eight, so the five five six might well soon be phased out of the military. Really, for six eight? Why? Why? Why that? Why Weird. six eight? Someone super chat and tell us, give us a good robust explanation of why. Yeah. Archimedes says, "Seamus, I just sent you an article. On top of the handgun ban, they are moving to shut down independent media. Finally,
2: yeah, I'm, I'm so sick of those independent media yeah. people like lying us into war and spreading conspiracy theories about. We're co- oh, wait a minute, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <right. laughs> I switched. That's that's called the old bait and switch for anyone who wants comedy writing tips and tricks. <laughs> <That's> Beautiful, <laughs> well sir, done,
1: sir. Lemongrab says, Tim and Cast, if the left and liberals made a rapture, Bioshock." Like place how long would it take to fail and collapse two weeks that's it two
2: weeks well yeah how long did Chaz last <laughs> remember oh. when there was like an actual insurrection and in left Took over several yeah. city blocks <laughs> yep. yeah remember
4: that. yeah and there were sexual Chaz. assaults and rapes yep. and all sorts of violence yes
2: all sorts of reasons that you need a gun exactly yeah um as, a, were, as a
4: as a woman as a biological woman an actual one uh, who yeah. has says yes, you, yes yeah. says me Uh, no, guns are an equalizer. It's Mm -hmm. an equalizer of force. I mean, yeah, you could rest it on my hands, but it's, I mean, I think it's sexist to try to take away from women. It absolutely
3: is. Oh,
1: yeah, I agree. Oliver Tractor says, ask Cheryl about FBI threatening her husband.
5: Oh.
3: Yeah, so part of the FBI surveillance on the illegal surveillance that I'm suing them over now, in year X, whatever we're in now, um, part of what one of the sources who admitted being part of this operation to surveil me, there were multiple operations, not just me. Other journalists were being surveilled, of course. But they acknowledged they were intending to plant child porn on my husband's computer. Wow. What? wow. They, what? Knew, they say they knew we had a young daughter at home at the time. I mean, that blows your mind because that shows they understand. You well, know, how did what, you find that out? Um, one of the federal agents involved, you know, through our lawsuits who's spoken to us has talked about that they never accomplished that part because we discovered the operation before, the, I guess it was closed down, that part of it. Wow. We have all the forensics showing what they did. There was no porn in the computer, but that was a discussed plan according to this one federal agent. And I've mentioned recently when I've spoken of this that there's a current lawsuit totally unrelated to anything I'm talking about now, but where... A former FBI agent has admitted that they planted porn, you know, on on suspects' computers. So that is yeah, insane. Anything's possible. It's really and scary. how did,
2: do how did they get in? Did they actually like break into the person's house, or with a virus, or just?
3: I, I don't know in that case, yeah, yeah. but it's so easy for them. With me, mm-hmm. they have remote yep. entry to all my devices and computers, so they can yeah. operate your computer. This is years ago. It's even easier now, but they can come in through your Verizon system, your yeah. Fios line, and operate remotely as if they're sitting in oh, front yeah. of your computer. So. Yeah, of
2: course, right? The NSA can get into everything, yes. basically. can see like, all your messages. As I was told, to like,
3: like butter. You know, mm-hmm. It's not even hard for them, even yeah. if you have wow. firewalls up and wow. stuff. Wow. That's insane. Wait, yeah. What
4: story were you investigating that led to that? Well, we don't know,
3: you know. There were many stories. So, Fast and Furious, they accessed that information and in those files in my computer, and they accessed yeah. the CBS system, proprietary system during that time period. But I was working on a lot of other stories too about pharmaceutical industry. I was working on, you know, Republican corruption stories as well. But I think Fast and Furious was a big one. Then Benghazi. So mm-hmm. there were two, at least Very two big. phases of the surveillance yeah. on me. There, I think they were watching a lot of um, Washington journalists at the time, and they probably still are. Why wouldn't they? Wow.
5: All
1: right. Legama the says if Antifa and other domestic terrorist arms of the Democratic Party are just an idea and don't exist mm. yet Dems donate money to bail them out mm. then my te- Tavor 7308 is likewise a social construct <laughs> yeah. that doesn't exist and I get to spend money on feeding it lead <laughs> love yeah. it there you go exactly. there's your way there out you
2: go. good luck Ethan's threat was, it was just an idea yeah doesn't
1: right. exist yeah. doesn't exist <laughs> <laughs> philosophical concepts
4: it's in Minecraft
1: <laughs> mini strange quark says sh- uh, says shamrock sheamus shamrock you just got a ten dollar sub on freedom to love you I support crazy peanut leprechaun peanut tune makers is that a peanut uh, oh I it's to- a potato Oh, it's a potato <laughs> 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 uh, I love Irish? you. I don't love yes. the
2: racism, Very but yes. thank <laughs> you for the money. Much appreciated. No, I really appreciate That's that. Awesome. We're trying to uh really get this, this running well. So if you guys experience anything, I know one person mentioned they had trouble signing up. Just DM me on Twitter at Seamus underscore Coglin, which is super easy to spell. Um I'm sure uh, it, it'll be linked in the the description below. That's right. Whenever, it is Thank you so much for your support. By the
4: what? way, potatoes are indigenous to North and South America. It's true. So yeah. yeah. So I here. you, you can't even use that. Whoever this this kind subscriber when get I, a new <laughs> icon. <laughs> whenever <laughs> I get <really laughs> Seamus
1: something, I'll be like, Hey Seamus, I got you this something. Is true. <laughs> it's a potato, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a potato thing. I'm like,
2: Tim, this is something racist again. He's like, No, bro, I really got you something cool. I'm like, It's right. Ra- it's gonna be racist. And then, why why is it? Is it because I got you a potato once? It's because. Once, so every times. time, so every times. time you got me something except like two times it was a potato.
1: No, that's not true. So I found this it's rare true. coin from like. Oh,
2: that is true. Two times. To- no, that's so two times. What are you talking? What are you talking about? I got you an iTunes gift card. That's true, but that's two times, right? The iTunes <laughs> gift card and uh, which you by, by the way, very nice gift. And also the potatoes are nice. Like I don't turn that down. I'm not. It's not. not like he gives me the potatoes. That's I'm good like, food. I'm like, this is an insult to my people. I'm like how <laughs> can you do that? I, mean, like no, this? So like, I went, We went to a, a collector shop,
1: and they had a coin that is the it's it's from the uh, it's from the time of Jesus Christ, and they believe it may have been the coin Draw. used by Saint Casper. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I gotta get this for Seamus. And so I did not want to tell him what it was because I was like, it's it's really cool. And Seamus was convinced it was a potato, and I'm like, it's not a potato. He's like, it's, <laughs> it's two potato potatoes. related. <laughs> it's two potatoes. <laughs> that's right. That's what and then Tim's like, no, it's really good. And then I said, and so three. What I did was mashed potato when he showed up.
4: French fries. Instead yeah. of handing them the coin right
1: away, I pulled out a packet of potato paper. Exactly.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's,
1: it's sheets of potato starch that we got yes. for a gag. Jokes on you. They were delicious. I'm sure they were. <laughs>
5: Gross. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right.
1: Seriously, JK says, First, they take your speech, then freeze your money, then they take your guns. Slowly dismantle your freedoms via fear, threatening the financial stability of your family while increasing the reliance of, of upon the government. So uh, I went to the movies. I noticed uh, nobody was there. It was kind of crazy.
6: What time did you go?
1: It was late at night. Really? Yeah, it was like we went. So we, we saw an eight o'clock showing, like yesterday. Uh, was it Saturday? Yeah, it so was Saturday night.
4: We went Saturday too. Saturday night as well. Saturday, sa- I went Saturday Poppin'. night also, but it was yeah. I think it – well, I went to. I, they didn't pay me to say this, but there's it's called the Alamo Drafthouse Cinema. Yeah. It's like a chain now. Yeah, they you can super get woke. dinner. Oh, I don't. I they didn't. I didn't see any of that. So if they are, then that's annoying. But I didn't yeah, see any of that. It's uh no. But they you. It's like dinner. You you order. You can get drinks and and they, yeah, it was packed. We watched but, the, uh, the new Top Gun.
1: We went there and it was super empty, which was really weird to me. I'm like, where where are the humans? Like the buildings were all short staffed. The theater removed all of like the arcade machines. When we were sitting down waiting for the movie to start. The commercial for the movie subscription thing comes on and it's like Hmm. 21 bucks a month. No, it's like it was like 14 bucks. Unlimited Mm -hmm. movies just show up. And I'm like, there's nobody here. So are there people who are really like, you know, I'm going to just spend 14 bucks a month? I know. I know. I, I thought it was weird. That everything is going subscription. It was
2: like twenty something dollars a month, right? Yeah, it
1: was twenty one, wasn't it? And so,
2: so for it to really it be worth or... it, I mean, for it to really pay for itself, you'd have to go to Twice. the movie three, well, three times. Yeah, three weekends out of your but that's, month. That's not the is issue. Th- the the, the issue is
1: everything is becoming subscription. Yeah, and that's all I said, right? So I tweeted, you know, has everyone noticed like everything's basically subscription these days? And then I get all these people being like, "What do you mean? <laughs> what, what, what's what's your point?" And I'm like. <laughs> That people so are embracing... You're, I don't like, know. Go to members at
2: TimCast.com ah, and subscribe. By the well, way, no. guys, go to FreedomTunes.com. Become nice. a member, please. I'm serious. But we need your
1: help. People were like... uh you have subscriptions on your website. What what do you mean? And I was just like
3: I didn't say be, not that, to do uh, it. I, I didn't Yeah, I didn't say it was bad. <laughs> it's was, a trend. I just <laughs>
1: said it's it's kind of crazy like that we we I said people are getting used to the the idea of simple deductions in exchange for just freely available services.
3: Okay, you yeah. brought up my theory now. This is why young people are not going to have wealth.
5: Right. You mm-hmm. watch
3: what they spend, you know what Bark Boxes are? advertised to get a new box of toys and treats for your dogs. Every oh, yeah. day. Oh. And then there's
4: Birch Box, which is like, I think, like perfume and yeah. accessories.
3: There's candy. There's and, and, and you, kind you of see young people, I'm yeah. like, you don't have that kind of money. Like, you should be saving your money for yeah. your, your old but, age. But actually, but but you you hold
2: on. on. Hold on. Hold on. I just want, what you're neglecting is that there are a handful of millennials who will get really rich selling that stuff. Yes, I yeah, got, I got an idea. Chair. Hear me
1: out. We go to a bunch of different chain restaurants. Popular ones, Chipotle, Panda Express, whatever. And then we create a membership program where for 50 bucks a month, you get unlimited access to all of these places.
3: How do you provide it? Provide what? How do you provide the access to those places? Well, he so doesn't. It's I, a scam. I, I that's to, <laughs> what we make the money. <laughs> oh, I go to the, the business
1: and say, you know, track and log every person who comes in, and then we pay you a, a rate based on total usage. Do it. And then what happens is you get a membership card, and you don't got to worry about paying Olive Garden or whatever. You show up, and then think about how easy. And we do the same thing with groceries. You will just you'll you, you will just deduct the money on the first of every month automatically, and everything is just provided to you. You if you need to, you fix your car. You just drive to the mechanic. You don't got to worry about paying any money. If you want to get food, you go to the store. And then here's the best part. Eventually, when we bet, we go belly up because it's an unsustainable business model, we get subsidized by the government because we're too big to yes. fail, the government buys up so the program and now everyone
5: acts rich.
2: Rich. I thought I this know. ended up with like someone getting put against the wall for opposing the regime. I'm I thought in. we were doing like oh, a communism I mean, analogy. It, it was, but <laughs> I mean,
1: that's like, that's like 10 years down the line. Yeah, yeah,
3: what movie enough. did you see?
1: Uh, what did we see? Oh, Firestarter. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it good? Although now I regret it. Now I'm like, I want to see Maverick. Is that I think a remake? It's a Stephen King novel, I think they've yeah. it.
3: Maverick, oh my god, and I'm not easy to please on the movies. Everybody loved it. The it best. was amazing. But I don't I want to say it. that because then, then if so you go good. expecting really? too much. Yes.
1: I just I, I the reason I didn't see it is because I was like sixty year old man tries to school no. young pilots and I was like, And oh.
3: he
2: does, baby. He does. Oh I see. <laughs> Look, I, see. I, I I like never go to the movies anymore. Do you guys go to I mean is it is, we is we it went on even before COVID. No, I know, but that was the first time everybody here
3: everybody in the room except you went to a movie this
2: weekend.
1: You know what they're doing now movie theater? Because well, no, no one's showing up. Because you're
2: Irish. Because I don't have friends. <laughs> you're poor. Actually. On, you're on. Poor, poor Irish.
1: It's because I'm insufferable. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs>
1: movie <laughs> theaters are now. I'm Irish too. <laughs> movie theaters are not just playing any movie. You'll look and you'll see like movies from ten years ago. Yeah. And they're also allowing screen rentals for video games
3: and par- oh, birthday weird. parties. they play. I I think
1: cool. we should do the video game thing. Like we should. That's cool. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and we should play.
2: What game should we play? I could just be Smash Bros on. Well, large I think
4: Tim kind of what you might be getting at, at least ha- uh, thinking about the subscription. A lot of it is like it's it's surrendering power through uh, suggestion and then alf- also default. Like if you if your life is getting more and more on autopilot and suggestion and default. You are surrendering more and more of your decision making, which uh, you, you know is for convenience. A lot of people do, but I mean, well. I got
1: to be honest. If, uh, if legit, if there was a service where it was like a hundred bucks a month and you had unlimited access to a variety of cars parked all over the place, I totally would get it.
4: There is like, one actually. Uh, I think it's called
2: Zipcar. No, it's
4: like called. Something True Bowl or, I'll look it up, but, but, and it's like nicer cars. It's like, you really? can get luxury cars, yeah. You can like Someone was tell- yeah, a, f- a friend of mine was saying, so they, oh, they,
2: they then, then you get yeah. in a Cadillac and there's a body in the trunk. You're like, okay, maybe <laughs> I should have Ubered. <laughs> the problem
1: with a lot of the car sharing. And I could be wrong about this. Where it is two road, two road, T-U-R-O. Well, Turo. T-U-R-O. Turo is, yeah. Turo is car like rentals. Rental,
5: yeah. okay.
1: Isn't I mean that what you're saying? What I mean is like you're walking down the street and you're like... Like scooters around town. You can just Like the scooters. Up exactly. Exactly. So the scooters all over the cities, I'm sure most people have seen them, you walk up, you're in D.C. I love the scooters. They're they're awesome. People got to be more responsible with them, but you walk up to the scooter, you scan it with your phone, and you just ride if they did cars that way, like you walk up, there is a car, and you go, "All right, this one's good."
6: Dude, like parking, yeah, it's great. Yeah, and
1: then you just take the car. I, I totally do it. And then it just like it's very much like they used to have Zip cars. I don't know what they, what they still call them, they but they still was, have them. But they're few and far between. I suppose you get the app, you look them up. I love that idea, you know. So I am like, hey, man, you know, like I don't, I don't, I can't stand driving my car into the city, especially in the city. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's annoying, stressful. Yeah, on the country, driving is fun.
4: Be like me, don't get, don't have a car. I haven't owned a car since
1: 2011. All right. John King says, Tara Lawson Raymer, San Diego County Supervisor and World Bank Economist, put out a hilarious list of myths on her website. Sunlight for disinfectant, please, SOS. What was it about? Who is this that put this up? Tara Lawson Raymer. Disco Spinach says, I thought Seamus was going to apologize for being back at the top of the show. I demand an apology for having to deal with him again. J.K., glad you're back.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Well, look, I will apologize for nothing. I was working hard getting this website he launched was. for you because I love you. And, and you're going to super chat, Tim, and you're not going to subscribe to my website that I built for you, literally for you. What's his name? What's his <laughs> name again? Could you read the name again off the super chat? <laughs> <laughs> I built it for you. So go to go to com, And for five bucks a month, that's not that. Five bucks a month, you're going to get extra cartoons. You're going to get extra cartoons. There's a bunch of stuff up there now. You'll be supporting independent content. You're going to love it. You're going to be very glad to it. For five bucks a, a month, I get your cartoons. You don't like own them, but you get to watch extra. Ah, oh, you got too. me yeah, exactly. I, was, I, was I knew what you were it. trying to do there. <laughs> Give away all your property. <laughs> Can't pull IP. the wool over my eyes. All right, bringer
1: of D says nothing makes me feel more Canadian than following all the rules only to get punished anyway by targeted crime prevention initiatives. Here's a hundred bucks for the crew. Give a big F Trudeau for me, and here's a plug for the CCFR, NFA, and CSSA, Canada's gun rights orgs. Right on, NFA. Well, the NFA is the National Firearms Act in the United States, and that one's a bad one.
6: NFAC is very different.
1: All right. Author says, I've created a website that allows people to enter in one word at a time. Articles are temporary for now, but will eventually be saved to a database. It's open for public testing at polyauthor.com. YouTube doesn't allow messages that sound like .com. Do you want to to pull that up and see if it works? Do
2: it with my computer? The link that we've never been to before? Yeah. I'm going to just pull it up on my PC, see if it works? What? I got a website I'm trying to launch here. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm gonna, gonna <laughs> okay. crash my computer. Shamus is scary. What, you if, think I, you're what if I get on? a virus? What if he's fishing? What if I get a virus, Tim? Use your phone. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Won't it. get won't get a virus on my phone. That's right. <laughs> Boy, you're using it's being that. what was <laughs> <laughs> <blogspot. laughs> info <laughs> That's the name of my new social media site. By the way, I know I know that I was plugging the Freedom Teens website. We actually, we have, I have a new social media company I've just started called. PatriotTruthtelling.wordpress.blogspot.truth.net info. So, <laughs> all right, it's a catchy name, and we're hoping. Wait,
4: we actually, speaking of that, investors. are you guys on Truth Social?
2: Um, no, no. I just joined. Well, I was
4: on the waiting list for like two months, and I just got off it. And it's not as good right now as Getter. Getter has mm-hmm. a lot more features. You can go live. Well, on you know it's what's better. way better? Hold
2: on. You know what's way better though? I've, ho-
4: I've hoped. I've for it though. I hope. I mean, it's it, you know, I like Trump, so I. I
2: I hope he gets good people to help him build it. Well, I have something. I know it's a better website. It's called freedomtunes.com. And if you go there for $5 a month, you'll get an extra (laughs) cartoon every week. There are five cartoons up there now. There's behind-the-scenes stuff. You're going to see footage of Tim and I improvising videos. You're going to see time-lapses with commentaries about the videos. You're going to love it. It's an extra cartoon every single week. All right. Rorschach's
1: no says, Hi, Cheryl. Considering the founding documents of our country, such as the Magna Carta, a woman's bill of rights isn't that unusual. The sentiments behind the Constitution was due to people of duty and responsibility wasn't understanding the notice.
3: That's to Carrie. Yeah. Carol, Sherry, Sherry, Carol, We're Carrie, in a Cheryl. Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl.
4: Uh so so the question is well, it's it's a statement. A, yeah, it's a statement. Yeah. No, I women's bill of Please go there. Uh, and you can uh, put your name on there. I know a lot of people have their usernames. This is you know, if you want to put your your real name out there, um, say that you support women, biological women. Uh, and we're introducing this. We've already introduced it on Capitol Hill. And we're going to take it to a state near you, too. Uh, well, I, I, I know we'll be more successful in certain states than others. I, I'm already talking to people from a couple states uh, with their governors who are very interested in this. So cool. it's really pathetic that this has to be happening now. It's like a cavemen. Cavemen uh, or, you know... Tribal, Cars Bedouin tra- tribal <laughs> societies. They knew what a woman was, but mm-hmm, we don't, mm-hmm. you know? It's like we, we can put someone on the moon, but we can't define a woman.
2: <laughs> All right, Dank. He said one small step for, what's, what's a man? Personhood. Personhood? Yeah, exactly. But it has for the word people. son in it, so I'm sorry, Ooh. personhood. All right, let's read
1: some more. We got Dank. He says, hi, Tim. I recently graduated from uni with a BA in comms, and I want to work for you. I'm a TV producer engineer with two and a half years of experience, six years of video editing experience, six years of voice acting experience, I play three instruments. I'm fluent in Russian. Dank. Send an email to P at timcast.com.
3: Which
4: instruments? Which instruments? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I it's play violin,
4: like, piano, and oboe. Oops,
3: I play
1: so. uh, the guitar, the acoustic guitar, the acoustic electric guitar, oh. and the bass.
3: Drums. Piano, clarinet.
1: <laughs> I play the synth, the drum machine. Zither. The uh the triangle? Uh, the triangle
3: is. Lydia knows.
1: I actually do play the drums and actually I play guitar, bass and drums. But guitar and bass, it's like if you can play guitar, you can play bass. I mean not necessarily if you can like slap and stuff. That's different skill set from strumming. But you know. Yeah.
2: Romo. That's really offensive to bassists, by the Mookadash. way, you're probably gonna get in trouble for that.
1: Well, like a real bass player, they can legit play the bass. But someone who plays the guitar can play the bass. Just doesn't I mean you're gonna you're not gonna be good at it, right? <laughs> You'll be good enough at it. Because
2: like anyone can play a bass, but not be good at it, right? Like anyone could play any instrument. No, really I mean badly. like
1: <laughs> if you can play the guitar, it. you can pick up the bass and and play bass mm. for your band. Mm. But you want a real bass player yeah. who's like got got you know good yeah. writing skills.
5: True.
1: Romol says, "I'm an engineer for SIG Sauer. The army wanted a projectile and rifle that is capable of penetrating body armor at long ranges. The advancement and level four armpit." makes it much easier and lighter to use love y'all interesting all right spiro floropolis says um so i've messaged about sources say online three times now any love for that same as that website one word at a time uh well right on well we'll have to check out sources say dot online and see what it's all about sources say dot looks way better than polyauthor.com just saying oh <laughs> we got a, we had a fight happening. All right, we'll check it out. But if you haven't already, you got to smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends. Head over to TimCast.com and become a member. We're going to have that members only show coming up. It'll be published in just about an hour. And it's uh it's not family friendly. We swear a lot. It's uh, the After Dark show.
2: Not not for your kids. After so, Hours. Um, what after do you mean Hours. We? What do you mean we swear a lot, Tim? You swear a lot. I do swear. I'm perfectly well behaved on the
0: Shame After Show. so much. So head
1: over
2: there. Check it out. You can follow the
1: show at TimCastIRL. Follow us on Instagram because we post clips throughout the day on Instagram. So at TimCastIRL. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at TimCast. Cheryl, did you want to shout anything out?
3: CherylAtkinson.com. Also, I'm giving out a, an independent journalism cash award. Cool. Called the Ooh. Ion Awards. I've already done it to journalism schools, but now to professional journalists for off-narrative reporting. If you know anybody, today's I the last know. day. Maybe tomorrow to enter. Go to CherylAtkinson.com. Read more because trying to encourage people to do reporting more the old-fashioned We're, way, like we used to.
1: So, um, how many people? It's it's uh, uh, was it twenty people win the Pulitzer every year?
3: I don't even know. That's it's, the print awards.
1: I think it's twenty people, and they get fifteen thousand dollars each for a Pulitzer. So I've been talking with some people. We have a nonprofit for fact checking, and I think we're going to start doing awards. I that's think that's th-
3: brilliant. I'm, I'm giving three thousand to the students and three thousand for the professional of my money, which to journalists, as a young journalist, that's a lot of money Sweet to me. Deal, yeah, you know, that's nice. And they cannot. I judge the Emmys every year, and they still let you
4: do that. Yeah, there's, there's some great... Good
3: for you. There's some great entries every year from almost every news organization. They're just not always prominent stories. But isn't it isn't yeah. it pay to play? But it's... Well, it's... As someone who's received quite a few Emmys myself, not always. <laughs> I hope But not. it's the same... It tends to be the same 10 stories over and over year after year, if you know what I mean. Like the same... Foreign stories with the same themes, even the same domestic stories by different reporters. And some of it's very good reporting, but it's very on the narrative. And if you do anything that's not these days off, if you do anything that's not on the narrative, you're not going to win any of those awards. So I'm trying to recognize some of those. It
1: needs to be what we want to do is you don't need to apply for it. So that's like the Emmys, you apply for it, don't you? Yes. Yeah. News
3: organization or whatnot.
1: That that feels fake to me, to be completely honest. You know, so uh, having worked in corporate press, it's like now submit to us what you think is worthy, and you have to pay a fee. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <and that's laughs> down yeah, probably. they have
4: full time people, and that's their job is to apply for awards a lot for the news outlets.
1: Right. Yeah. When yep. I worked, they were they had people on staff, and it was like make sure you're submitting and paying the fees. And I'm like, so they make a bunch of money off the fees, they and then do. and then give it to the person they think is better. It's like that's gambling to me. <laughs> the, o- the only difference is like if you're not in the club, you don't win.
4: It's oh, so, and uh, it's never retracted, like all those Pulitzers who went for all of the Russia oh, right. hoax no. gate.
1: What we're going to do is one retired. day you as an independent journalist or uh, reporter will get an email saying we've selected you as the winner. You needed nothing to do. We just thought you did a good job and we want you, we want you to keep doing it. So uh, the, the one thing we're waiting on right now is all the paperwork's filed. We're just waiting for filing status to, like, be formalized. We filed a while ago. love it. That's But great. Um, there are a lot of people who are interested in, in helping fund. the the project and i'm just like cool we will see a journalist who's on the ground and we'll we're going to have an award ceremony and we'll explain why we chose this person and i'm and we'll probably end up picking people who won't like us they're going to be like i'm not coming but we thought you did a good job so you deserve it (laughs) but uh uh, yeah anyway uh carrie did you want to shout anything
5: out
4: oh yeah uh womensbillofrights.com and then i also started a Substack uh and it's carrie very cool
2: uh I don't really have anything to promote. No. All right. I'm sorry. No, um, if you guys want to go over to my YouTube channel, Freedom Tunes, we make cartoons. I think you guys will enjoy them. We also have a website we just launched, freedomtunes.com. If you subscribe and become a member, five bucks a month, you'll get extra cartoons. You'll also be supporting independent content that goes against what the establishment wants you to believe.
6: Very cool. I might have to go check out what's going on on this uh Crazy, weird new website that James keeps pushing for some reason. You guys may follow me on Twitter and minds.com at sourpatchlets as well as sourpatchlets.me.
1: We will see
5: all of you over at timcast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Bye.